Hey, folks. Sorry about last week. Real sorry. This is episode 46, where we wow. watched Pulp Fiction and didn't really talk about didn't it talk at all. For sh- look, enjoy your no-holes-barred from 45, because that's the most you're ever going to get. And on that note, get on Instagram. I shared the What's That Smell Dookie scene on Instagram. And Wait a minute. Where? I told you to go to the Instagram. Yeah, but I just saw the, the I'll poster show you. I'll, of Tiny Tim. I know you don't know how Instagram works. I'll show hey, you. I'm not alone in this. I'll I know this is an intro, me. and I'm not trying to go deep, <laughs> but Lee is trying to set up a work Instagram, and she has no idea how to fucking work it. And she asked me like I knew, and I was yeah. like, I don't fucking have a clue. I'll show you, and then you can show her. Okay. But you found the... What's yeah, that smell? Not only did I find it, I figured out a way to convert it to a video I could save on my phone That's and then share on Instagram. Wonderful. Okay. So it's in our story. It's not in our feed. It's in our story. I, I think the, the, look, y'all know our fucking repertoire at this point. We had Pulp Fiction playing. It doesn't necessarily mean. We got some good crime stories out of it. Yeah, we did. So there's that. And, I mean, and truth be told, though, those would have come up regardless. They would have, but it didn't help. It didn't hurt that we had a, you know, kind of a crime-heavy movie. There was a fusion. Sure. There was a fusion. And we talked about uh, the, the restaurant that we wish was an actual place, and maybe we can make that happen one day. Jack, Jack, uh, what, Jack Rabbit We've talked, we talked about a lot of things on this show. This was a fun show. It was, I felt fast-paced. It did feel. I don't think there was a lot of moments of no lulls. Sometimes, sometimes when we do this, there's that. I don't want to call them lulls, but I, I feel like we sometimes we do this and there's like a struggle to be like, what are we transitioning into next? Yeah. What this did saying? not happen. What have do I that. say now? <laughs> and I think this has something to do with a little bit of prep. We don't do prep on this show, <laughs> but I did text you. You saying a text? I just said at three just, o'clock. Just hey, what are we going to talk about? No, about I didn't say what are we going to talk about. Like some <laughs> fucking nit. I said, hey, a couple talking points, and you had some great ones. Yeah. And then I went to Leah and I said, hey, what do you think are some talking points? And she gave me some things to talk about. So I'm just saying. Talking points. I mean, you make me sound like a dickhead, by the way. <laughs> well, what are you talking about tonight, bud? Hey, I'm in my car. What uh, I can't be smart. <laughs> you make me fucking sound like an asshole. <laughs> just think we should... Just. I'm not saying we, we fucking write a script. Just I a bit. It. Just a I bit of it. a talking point. A little pre-prep. Just... And it's not even prep. Let's be honest. It's just a, just a bit more than what we usually do. Yeah. Like, I was glad... Look... I was glad to know about the stories that they will hear. I don't want. I don't want to. I'll give it a, a no small, spoilers. a small teaser. There's some really good crime stories that happened personally. Well, and a big teaser. There's a good 15 minute shit on the movie Bird Box coming up. I was watching the t- the ticker go up. Like you laid into that movie. Was it bad? No, it was great. Okay, as long as you think it was good. I just think <laughs> it's important that we recognize that sometimes things that aren't universally approved and get all this fucking adulation, they're sometimes not that fucking good. And yeah, if you if you like Bird Box, I'm sorry for the 15-minute segment and skip it. And you'll know exactly when to skip it. So, And also, there's I, I did moderately, well, I all the way ruined the ending. But listen, I spoiled it. But I'd make that clear, and, the, and just move on if you have to. Uh, but yeah, Bird Box sucked dick, but we'll move on. Yeah. Well, well, uh, it's a good, it's a good episode. I feel bad about that now. Bird Box didn't suck dick. It just had some <laughs> major fucking holes. It was a well-made film. It just had some major holes. You don't have Moving to get on. back into it. You cover I, it. You thoroughly. made me emotional and, about it. And we, co- we, you cover it thoroughly, and we, and it, it was a balanced review. All right, thank you. Anyways, folks, last oh, man. W F E C K. Gotta get out of here. 
Not to drain the pipes, but to get some steak and shake. Maybe both. <laughs> One needs to come before the other. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to drain the pipes and then he's steak and shake. Well, no, I do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's the reversal of that that doesn't work. If I go hey, out, honey, I know we need to drain the pipes, but I've got diarrhea. Me, me, me. Nothing like a junior western bacon cheese followed by a little humpsy. <laughs> We're gonna have sex and then I'm gonna shit the bed. <laughs> shit the bell. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Shit. <laughs> shit the bird. Oh, I just, just want to say one thing before we go in this intro. I'm just glad our little box doesn't smell. Like a fucking office after it's been cleaned at 8 o'clock at night with a bunch of ammonia. But you say it smells like cat, so whatever. It smells like cat, but we'll, we'll deal with that on another one. Anyway. Uh, this is the end of the intro. Enjoy 46. We'll see you next week for 47. Holla! Dildo Mayhem. That's right, folks. All weekend long at AdamandEve.com, it's Dildo Mayhem. We're slashing prices on all the dills. White dill, black dill, brown dill, pink dills. It's Dildo Mayhem. Mayhem. Use promo code TPTOPOD at checkout. Receive 50% off any one item. Free, free films. And a free mystery gift. And guess what? You also get free shipping because out of here, Dildo Mayhem! Look at the uh, inner workings of Accent Graphics today. <laughs> you got an inside look at me being pissed off. Well, I've seen that before, but I, it was funny to hear your back and forth with the UPS customer service man. I wish I wanted to put it on speaker so you could hear that Dick Turd's uh, rebuttals. He wasn't rude, but he had, like, I guess his Asperger-y way of speaking just made him sound condescending, and I don't tolerate condescension well. Clearly, because I saw the breaking point, that that point in any conversation when you're dealing with somebody at customer service and you have a serious problem on your end, and yet you're trying your... I saw the attempt <laughs> at self-control, yeah. but I also saw the moment when it was over, and you said, look, man, I'm not fucking getting short here, <laughs> and it was just wonderful. Well, my, fu- my fuse was short for other reasons, but my whenever anyone condescends... It, it's it's like I, I don't know what the word is. I'll probably stumble into it after after I'm done. But whenever, given our history lately, it'll probably be the wrong one. Whenever whenever anyone condescends, I'm I immediately flash back to fucking high school with some administrative turd just just talking down to you. It's like motherfucker, I, I know I'm 17 and you're an adult, but you don't have to talk to me like I'm fucking five. Yeah. And I just I don't think that's a good. I don't think that's a good metaphor. I it's, mean, a high school teacher talking to a student. There's a not there's high almost a teacher, not high school teacher, oh. high school administrator. That's kind of the, the same. The dick thing. nose is on a real power trip. Well, they're getting paid a lot too. So, but I'm saying, like, I don't think that's a very like I'm gonna be relatable the, metaphor because those people are going to talk to you with a sense. I know, but they of, do it to parents too. Like, if you're ever like in a parent, like mm. they're so they're so used to condescending to the youth of America all day. Yeah. When they sit down with a parent. They get that same condescending tone. It's, it's like that the really good scene from Uncle Buck, which we should exactly. do one day, where yeah. he's the, the administrator's talking to him, and he just like, what? She's five. Yeah. 
and he that right. is not an excuse. That is not an excuse. No, I'm gonna be take the a parent. quarter, go down in the city, and find a rat to gnaw that thing <laughs> off your face. I'm gonna be the parent who's like, whoa, 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 there, glorified babysitter. Let's pump the brakes <laughs> on the condescension. Your, your job is yeah. to keep these kids alive first You can't foremost. even do that. If someone came in here with a gun tomorrow, everyone's going down. You can't do your job. No, but the Py- Pythagorean theorem, they're going <laughs> to, by God, they're going to know that shit by the time they leave. And that's really fucking useful. I saw a great uh, meme, not a meme, well, I guess you could call it a meme in today's world. Who the fuck knows? But it was, it was the father and son from... Uh, the Chopper, what's that show? The Father and Son? American movie? Chopper. Yeah, the one where the, the Tuttles. Yeah, the, they're yelling at each other. Mm. And it's the son yelling, I need to know life skills. And then the father yells back, A squared plus B squared <laughs> equals C squared. And then the son yells back, I need to know how to do taxes. <laughs> Pythagorean theorem. It's just this nonsense back and forth of like, hey, teach me shit I need to know. And then the dad's just saying like, yeah, you need to know geometry. It's, it's like, a good point, though. I had this conversation the other day about because uh, I found a meme where it was like some girl pasts this picture and she looks kind of nerdy and she says, what do you think I do for a living? And someone commented underneath it and it just said, hide your answers from on a test. <laughs> and I sent this to a friend of mine and she was like, man, I used to get in trouble all the time for letting people look at my answers on a test. And I was like, I always pled, you know, I didn't know. But then she was like, also, he's not going to need to know fractions. So let's fucking get over this and move on. Yeah. This is not a life skill. What we're learning is not going to help us. You know, as a senior in high school, I I pivoted to career tech diploma versus college prep dipo- mm-hmm. diploma. Yeah. Partially because I needed to graduate because <laughs> I was failing Algebra 3, and I had a total cunt for a teacher. And I will say that to her face. I actually saw her a couple of years ago, and I shuddered. Um, Did you? I didn't say and- I didn't say anything because I it was like it's like panic like when you're like a kid and you have a bully and then you grow up and as an adult and you're twice their size now but there's they're still just terrifying mm. but understood i was happy you know it sucked that i had to make this transition so late in the game i'm you know but i was happy when i found out once you're on the career tech diploma in a georgia high school you learn accounting uh business law was one of them there was an entrepreneurship entrepreneurial nailed it Entrepreneurship. <laughs> it's the vodka. Yeah, blame it on that. <laughs> Entre- Don't blame it on the fact that you were talking about your technical degree yeah. and not your college prep degree. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, funny enough, I did end up going to some college. But I took all these courses. And, I mean, one of the courses, the accounting course, we spent like a whole month learning how to balance a checkbook. It's like, how many of these dumb dick turds uh, walking around getting ready to go to Clemson or Bama or wherever the fuck they got into are going to apply half the shit that they're learning right now when they get done? The answer is none. That's got to be the most frustrating thing as a teacher, regardless of what your subject is, is knowing that, like, a lot of this just doesn't matter. It matters here, and it matters if you want to go to school to become a teacher and then teach it again. Sure. But it's kind of like what I do. Everything that we make ends up in the trash. Yeah, well, I think that's (laughs) just about true of everything. And if it's not in my business, think about it this way. Would you rather end up in the trash after it's served a purpose, right? Or just be shit out the next day because you're selling <laughs> fucking popsicles yeah. and $14 nut butters that no one needs. Yeah. No one needs that. Well, it's... I'm telling you, I have a great fear about the day ahead, and it will come when no one's going to... Everyone's going to have to make a decision. Do we put... Do we buy large 
bundles of bottled water <laughs> or yeah. one chocolate sea salt pop. Obviously, you're going with the chocolate sea salt. Every time. Speaking of which, I think there's still a good batch from when you were here last. I just brought a few. I don't think it's a good it's a batch. Good hundred back there. Well, they have snack pops at work. Those are the ones that we can take for free. Yeah. That's what you have back there. That's why they're so icy. So I apologize. Five thirty. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm exaggerating to, to frustrate you. No, but uh, get me. <laughs> or get you fired. Yeah. Do you have any open accent <laughs> graphics? I'm great with UPS. <laughs> no, what, the frustrating thing here is we'll spend literally three straight days, you know, eight, nine hours a day sealing envelopes for Christmas cards for a church. And every time you wet the seal and close the envelope and add it to the finished pile, it's just like going in the trash. Mm. It's going in the trash. I've done nothing but this for the last three days, and it's going in the trash. Well, I want to pivot. <laughs> Because we do have Pulp Fiction on. Yeah. Um, and most of our listeners, all nine of you, who are de- dedicated, that's why we're here. I don't care if it's nine or 90. Shout or out 900. to uh, Rusty Snowden, by the way. I listened to the episode today. Wrote me almost immediately on Facebook. Loves the idea of The Rock redoing Thunder in Paradise. Oh, it's... Wonders why they haven't done it yet. And well, because he's much bigger than having to go down. Like, that would have been The Rock <laughs> 12 years ago. You know, just out of wrestling, yeah. he would have he might have committed to, with Jack Lemon's son, Dick Lemon, to <laughs> Is do that his name. I don't know. I'm just throwing out what I think I would like his name to be. Damn it! But what are you missing? I literally just I was gonna pull my hair back because it's bugging me, and I don't know what I did with it. I had it in Time, my hand. It's got some hair stuck on it. I had one in my pocket. I just had it in my hand a second ago. And There's I was a lost. razor blade on the floor. Is That's that helpful? Like a, I can shave my head. Okay. There's actually quite a few. Are you okay? There's three razor blades down here on the floor. You know, sometimes working here. I get it. You're just keeping them close? All right. But what I was saying was, (laughs) we we spoke earlier, and because this movie is definitely um, heavy on the criminal aspect. Oh, you want me to tell a story? Well, I don't know most of the story. This happened (laughs) yesterday? Yeah, it happened to Kristen. Her store, she works at the uh, makeup store. What's it called? Sephora. That's right. It's more than makeup. Fancy. It's beauty and skincare, I think, mm-hmm. is what they classify it as. Um, and where is it located? This one's located in the East Cobb Avenue. It's like hoity well, These guys made a road trip. <laughs> or, excuse me, these ladies. These, these old Jewish these, ladies. These old, the old Jewish band. You there. <laughs> you there in the red and black smock. Give me all your foundation. Give me, give me all your Tom Ford cologne. Is that Mac Miller? No, that's the rapper. What's the Mac brand that they sell there? Mac. Mac, yeah. Just I Mac. thought there was a Mac. In the, then I got confused. <laughs> I think... You're he died. <laughs> but if they came out with a, oh, the makeup line, yeah. Mac Miller, I'm sure someone would buy it. No, I mean, on paper, and I said this yesterday when she got home, this is an easy target. This is a beauty and skin care makeup store uh, staffed entirely by women. young women. Mm-hmm. There's no security whatsoever. And two young black males came around Are the back sure? of... sure? This wasn't the elderly Jewish hit squad of East Atlanta. Surprisingly enough, it wasn't. It was two young black males. Okay. They came around the backside of I the I wish building. you told me to sit down before you told me that. Because <laughs> I... Sorry, we'll continue on. Uh, it was just the funniest text when you told me that. I showed it to Leah. We were both dying laughing. Are you sitting down? It was two black males. <laughs> um, sensitive liberals. <laughs> Please continue to subscribe. But my question is, we're so these guys side. never actually displayed a gun. No. They just dropped a hint that yeah. they may have a gun. Here's what. Here's and how much do you get? I guess, Well, I'll was it a heavy you, hit? I'll, I'll tell you. The 
the this East Cobb Avenue is an outdoor mall. You I know, know it, yeah. And their store is kind of like on a corner. You know how it kind of bends almost like it's got octagon joints? Like, not every building's connected. There's an opening between a few. These guys came around the building, up a little alleyway, through the front door. They pulled out black garbage bags from mm. their pockets, shook them open, and literally, like a scared Georgian when a snowstorm's coming, just started raking shit into the bags. Resale. They're rape here, and here's how dumb they were. This is this is, and this is not a this is not an attack on them as men or uh, or black guys or anything. They're just stupid. Their main objective was to steal perfume and cologne, which by and large is kept in glass containers. Sure. And they have the bags touching the floor. Oh, uh, they broke a few. Broke. Kristen said just the sound alone it sounded like they were breaking all of it. Interesting. They're literally just raking the expensive colognes. I don't know if you know this, but like Tom Ford. May I threw his name out there because I know they sell his shit there. He makes cologne like, like two hundred, three hundred dollar mm-hmm. bottle of cologne. Yeah, they knew what they were going after. It's kind of like the people that hit the high end jeans or the high end weeds. Yeah, they weren't there to steal lipstick. They stole. Yeah. They ended up stealing forty four hundred dollars in fragrance, essentially. Well, the good news is, I'm sure names. there's insurance. A lot of it was uh, broken, or at least it sounded broken. Mm. But Kristen said that. They came in, they just started raking shit in bags. They're not really saying anything at this point. When the store manager approaches them and says, hey, what the fuck are you doing? One of the dudes sort of gestured to his waist in sort of a gun handle shape with his hand and said something akin to, you know, bitch, get the fuck away from me. Right. That's when they kind of started yelling everyone to leave them a fuck, the fuck alone. They're, you know. It was just a quick hitter. And Kristen said... But no the, cash. No. Okay. Kristen said the fucked up thing was there's women in line... Or at the checkout counter, like debating out loud with the the girl at the register whether or not they should use their store points to apply towards this lipstick, or maybe I'll save it. And she's like, "I'm being fucking robbed." <laughs> like, s- just pause for a moment and turn around. We're being robbed, and you're you're wanting to talk about your, your perks program points. We're being robbed. White people are the worst. We might have made the joke. About, you know, of course, are you sitting down because these are black males? But the white, the white women at the counter are perks? by far the best part of this story. Should I use my perks points? Bitch, would you turn around? We're pissing <laughs> off. You know, and you know what? If I worked for Sephora, I would have said, ma'am, you would be well within your well within your rights right now to just turn around and walk out <laughs> the door and not pay for any of it. Yeah, because we're in the middle of being robbed anyway. Yeah, this you could just piggyback off this. this. Turn, turn yeah. this into a looter situation. Everyone, just flee <laughs> and take what you have with you. Do I use my point? I don't give a fuck. We're being robbed, possibly by two armed men. I'm not having this conversation right no, now. There's a there's a level of just disconnectedness there that is fortunately wonderful. Fortunately, no one was hurt. Kristen yeah. said, obviously, everyone was rattled. Kristen was rattled. I think the rest of the day. When she came home, she just looked fried. She yeah, was, she was beat. Fortunately for Kristen, she was probably furthest away. She's on the other end of the store. She was do, actually doing makeup on a customer, mm. and she said like that that woman like just got up and bolted to the back end of the store. And Kristen just kind of backed away and watched all this happen and just listened to this shit break while they're raking it in. Um, Hashtag things you don't think happen in East Cobb. <laughs> so uh, nobody was hurt. Here's the fucked up thing. And, God, you know, God willing, somebody share this with the people that run Sephora out in San Francisco. One of the girls that works with Kristen said, you know, like they just figured out they, they it's $4,400 of merchandise that the store's now at a loss for. Mm. 
and one of the girls, I guess maybe a manager, I don't know. She said, "What's fucked up is that they're gonna they're gonna take that out of our our bonus pay." It's like that's that's the fucking company you work for. They fuck that company fucking sucks. This is the kind of company that will go online. Uh, Sephora, Sephora, go fuck yourself and subscribe. <laughs> then go Both. fuck yourself. Yeah. This is the kind of company that will like eagerly get out in front of something like the minimum wage conversation and pat themselves on the back for paying fifteen dollars an hour plus. You know. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not break our arm patting ourselves on the back. You pay $15 an hour. That's great. Yeah. But you also only work your full-time employees like 18 to 20 hours a week. That math doesn't exactly work. Yeah. You could pay them $20 an hour. It doesn't matter if you only work them 10 hours a week. you got to pay them $15 an hour and work them 40 hours a week. Right, for that to matter. Yeah, I mean, that store's own policy, the company's policy, is if you're a full-time employee you're required to be available 32 hours at a minimum. But you don't get 32 hours. A week. Uh, that They enforce that on you. So, like, when Kristen lists her availability for the schedule, she has to be, there has to be 32 hours there to work. The store, the company, they don't enforce that rule on themselves. Okay. So when they are uh, experiencing some financial difficulties, air quote, Matt Foley style over here, yeah. uh, <laughs> They'll just work whatever the fuck they want. <clears throat> There's been weeks where, like, they give her, like, eight, an 18-hour shift. It's like... Just one 18-hour yeah. shift? <laughs> no, well, for the week. It's I'm, like... I'm saying, though. I mean, so it's terrible. But I, I think it would, like... If someone said to me, you have to work 18 hours this... You're only going to get 18 hours this week. Yeah. I would say, give it to me all at once. I'll be here from 6 to <laughs> yeah. whatever. Unfortunately, but, I don't think the store's open that long. No, I know, but I'm just saying if I had that option. Well, yeah, that's how... That's that's the that's the company these people work for. The company that will, will pat itself on the back for paying well. So let's just put it this way. This wasn't Vincent Vega, and, and I forget Samuel Jackson's name in this pit in this scene, but... Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't a, a criminal mastermind situation. These guys just took just, a lick. Just two dumb motherfuckers that ran in, probably broke more perfume than they stole, ran back out, hopped a fence, and they think there was a getaway car. No masks. There's clear surveillance footage. They have them on video. They've seen their faces. That's good. You know, God only knows if they'll actually. It's just very. When you told me that today, I was very like, "Wow, what's ironic timing?" Because last night I just had this thought that. And it just flashed back. I texted my friend. And I said, hey, man, do you remember that night we got robbed at gunpoint? <laughs> just, I, just a thought that just popped in my mind. And what's funny about it is this happened in 2005. Yeah. So 13 years. But you think when something that, I mean, I'll, I don't want to call it traumatic because that kind of minimizes things that are actually involved real trauma. Mm-hmm. But there is a level, like, why do I not think about that more? You know? Being robbed? Not just robbed. I, okay, let me. I, we, we won't tell. I don't need to give you all the details. Two Jewish ladies. Yes, <laughs> it's just mean. <laughs> uh, no, they. You there with the long blonde hair? <laughs> didn't have, didn't have it then. Give me the Johnny Walker blade. <laughs> I wasn't. It wasn't. Ironically, I never had any problems at no, the liquor. Get the blue. At, at the, the blue. At the, at the blue's the good one. Get the blue. <laughs> yeah, I never had any problems at the liquor store I worked at. But oh, we, I just assumed that's where you got. No, robbed. no. I we um we were at a friend's house and uh, two of the same friends lived in the same neighborhood. So we were at this one friend's house and we had played some poker and that was hours before. And then we were doing a um like a bunch of single males do. We played poker, and then we did a poker tournament. Circle jerk. Oh, per- that poker. That, too. Well, that was planned, but after this, there, no one had the the, the energy. Mm. 
or the you know drive. I did. I went home and just did it myself. A lot of you know how it gets when so, there's built up situations. Are you about to tell me that you experienced the Sopranos esque card game robbery? Uh, well, we weren't playing cards at the time, so we were, okay. we had started playing a uh, football tournament on the Xbox. Mm. And the layout of this living room, it was a disgust. When I look back on some of the places I've spent time in my life, I'm like, I, fuck me, I needed definitely needed to get out of that situation. <laughs> but this guy's house was just gross. It was in a rough neighborhood. I mean, rough is relative, but anywho, the the there was he had done like this ridiculous tiered seating in his living room because he always had so many people over there. I'll just be honest, he was what we call a drug dealer. <laughs> That's a person. Yeah. That deals drugs. Right away. In this case, it was marijuana. He never did anything like yeah. crazy. Right away, that's 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 red flag because that guy's gonna get robbed at oh, some point. I, I should have. Yeah. I mean, I should have known. But the he had built this tiered like stadium seating in his house, and I was on this first sofa that was like, immediately to my right was the front door, and I, I would say it was about one thirty in the morning. Uh, and what was funny about it is that in this situation, this guy was really, really anal about keeping his doors locked. I mean, he had put, he knew his situation. He had sure. put deadbolts and had all that stuff. But for whatever reason, maybe he had just smoked too much that night. Or he used to, he used to drink a lot of weird liquors. But he might have had too many, but he was actively playing the game. And I'll just never forget, the door just <laughs> doesn't get kicked open. These fuckers actually gave the old, let's try the knob. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, walk right you cut, in. You cut to them outside. And it's like it's a veteran thief and a new guy. Like whoa, 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 whoa! Always try, try the knob. <laughs> you know, if you kick in the door, now you're talking breaking and entering. If you just open it, that's on them. Yeah. Um, no, it just immediately comes in right to my right. I look up, and that you're. It's funny what your brain does. You think, oh, this is a joke. He must know these guys. This is all ha ha ha. And I was like, that's a. That's not a joke. It, he was he had a snub nose thirty eight mm. chrome, mm. and you could see, you know with a thirty eight like that you could see the rounds. Yeah. So I was like, shit. I just remember like being frozen with fear, and he's like, everybody down. So we all get down. There's about six of us in the room, and the, my buddy his house his girlfriend started shaking so hard the floorboards were rattling were rattling underneath me. It was intense, man. She was shaking like violently shaking each. So they get us on the ground. One guy goes upstairs to just ransack, pulls all kinds of shit out, electronics. It was funny to him, and later on, not that night, but later on we all joked that the shit they took didn't work. They took all these computers and screens that were upstairs in this one room, and we were like, Mike's like, that shit hasn't worked in four years. Like I, <laughs> But he had this big trash bag that must have been an encumbrance, but he, none of that shit worked. But he was like, we know there's weed here. Give it up. And I... I Again, I was like, oh, shit. And so he was like, give it up or I'll kill your dog. Now, two things. <laughs> That's an empty threat. And I instantly knew I'm probably not going to get shot. Because I was literally like, I could die here. Yeah. They could get what they want. And, then and just kill us. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. And then, and then they get home and they find out. Because these, these guys didn't guess have what? Mass. Guess what, Leroy? You're not getting on the internet tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this shit don't work. We just killed a dude for a monitors that don't even fucking work. What the fuck is this? <laughs> IBM? Get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah. Go rob somebody. So when he said, give it up or I'll shoot the dog, it was weird that something innately told me, okay, I think I'm going to make it here. Because a real threat yeah. would have been, I will kill every one of you motherfuckers if you don't give it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And two, when he said that, it was kind of like one of our streetwise buddies that kind of grew up in this uh, was like, just give it up, man. It's not fucking worth it. Give it to these clowns. Let them go. I think he even said clowns, which might have gotten us killed. Uh, um, and he did. He gave up. <laughs> oh, sir, I don't think it's clowns. <laughs> Over here. Over here. I'm going to stand up and say this. You're not clowns. <laughs> Blonde guy on the floor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're clowns. I love your outfit choices, yeah. by the way. You guys. Oh, they didn't cover their face. Yeah. And and what I knew, it, it was just so funny how even in a situation where you think you would be like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like kind of phase and kind of out of it, mm-hmm. your brain doesn't do that. Your brain becomes so acutely aware of what's going on around you, like that girl shaking the floorboard or the sound of the dog like running around in the kitchen because he doesn't know what's going on. Oh fuck! I'm gonna get I'm shot. Gonna shot. And I'll tell you, that was the two part of that. Yeah. I was like, y'all should probably just do that anyway. This dog was about 17 <laughs> and decrepit, just as old as most fucked up dog. Like, How about this? I'll give you all the weed. <laughs> And I have cocaine. I'll give you that, too. If you kill the dog. You have to kill the dog, yeah. We were going to do it anyway. I didn't want to pay the vet bill. This is like a two-for-one type thing for you. Only thing, I see you have an extra bag there. I don't know where to put it. Can I tell you something? Those screens don't work. So if you could just... I can prove it if you want me to, but just put the dog carcass in there. Put him in there, uh, and wherever you end up tossing the screens, you can toss him yeah, as well. That's fine. Here's the marijuana. That's fine. And the cocaine. And the but cocaine. what I was, the other things that I noticed, and this is where I knew, uh, it was just so funny. I was like, I had spent time in New Orleans when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and I was like, these dudes are from New Orleans. And it made all kinds of total sense because where we lived in that area that we saw, just like a lot of places, an influx of people mm-hmm. that had left. I yeah. lost everything in Katrina. Yeah. So they came to Atlanta. That was a big spot. Houston was the biggest spot. But Atlanta and Houston were the two biggest centers for refugees of Katrina. Yeah. And I just knew. I was like, these dudes are from New Orleans. They got nothing. Now, that doesn't, I'm not over here making an excuse for sure. I'm not saying, I totally feel it, you guys. You can fucking take everything <laughs> I got. <laughs> you displaced by Katrina. I get it. Get it. Bush, you money in my wallet. Bush hates black people, right? <laughs> Am I, are we right? We're right, right? No, but What's funny is the guy who said that, you, you just wait to see what he does like, 20 years from now. It's really fucked up. In 13 years, you are going to be amazed. <laughs> but no, he... So then once he... They got control of the situation, the other dude came downstairs with the bag of non-working electronics, and they started going person to person. He was like, give me your wallet. So I pulled my wallet out. It was very much like this movie when they're robbing him at the end. And mm. I mean, not that I was about to be a badass, yeah. and, but... He, I took out my wallet. I had one at poker, like 27 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think the buy-in was like $10. We were rookies back then. Yeah. I give it to, I take it out of my wallet and I put it in his trash bag and the dude said, I'll never get thanks and moved on real fast. I was like, <laughs> you're welcome? <laughs> Did I have a choice? I've got a, I've got a Capital One card. <laughs> This is it's it's maxed out. This is a Blockbuster card. We only have like two more years of this being <laughs> worthwhile. Can I keep my ID? This is a bitch to replace. Yeah, I don't want that. Do you want the wallet? It's pleather. Do you yeah. want the wallet? You can have the... You can, I just need my ID, and that's my mom's debit card. And I'll never forget it. So they, they got me for 27, but the saddest part is one of my good friends, still one of my best friends. I don't know why. I'd, I'll never understand why some people want to travel with this much cash on them. Yeah, I don't but he that. had like $1,000, and the fucked up thing was... He was on paper, which for those who don't know, means he was on probation. Mm. And he had a big, that was like a part of that payment. But again, you live in this neighborhood. Yeah. Why would you have that on you? Yeah. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. But when they got up and they left, we all, like, 
our streetwise friend again was like, stay down. But I was like, fuck that. I want to see if they get in a car because if they're on foot, we can get in our car and run these motherfuckers down or at least see where they're going, see yeah. if we've been set up. You know, because if they're, li- if they're living in a house four, four doors down, at least we can call somebody because you can't call the cops. Yeah. They, they stole our, like a, a bunch of weed. A <laughs> lot of non-working electronics. Officer, they stole all my marijuana. They stole my pro, my guy, my buddy over here on probation. They stole a thousand dollars in cash he's from not, him. He's not even supposed to be consorting with known felons that are already in this room, and he is so sad right now. And they stole my broken computer shit. I, I really just want my weed back. Yeah, but the funny fucked up thing was it was the emotion. So when we did get up and we couldn't see him because it is what it is. We went to the kitchen, and then, then there's, like, you go from that hypersensitivity I was talking about to yeah. this just dump of, 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 I don't know what it is. It's not endorphins. It's not adrenaline. It's just, like, this, oh, what just fucking happened to you? Yeah. And the dude that got hit for all that. Probably a lot like what it feels like to right. shoot up shoot heroin. I would if imagine. If you're John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. So the dude that got hit up for all that cash, he was shaking so bad, and we weren't very good friends then. We've become incredible friends in 13 years, but... He just reached out and hugged me. It was like a fucking hug. Like, like he, a hold me hug. Yes. And I was like, it's going to be all right. He's like, it's not going to be all right, man. I can't make my payments. Like, I was like, in my mind now. Mm-hmm. I was like, we all got hit. But again, I was like, I'm $27 down. I'm patting him on the back saying, it's stupid to carry $1,000 on you. <laughs> it's, 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 it wasn't even really my money. I wanted it poker. I came here with $10. I'm really only out 10 <laughs> But, you know, you'll get that 1000 back. Get yourself a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. I would loan it to you, but I don't even have credit right now. No, 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 no. Get yourself a credit card. <laughs> spend $1,000 in credit. And then at the end of the month, take your 1000 in cash and pay it off. <laughs> Do that every month instead of no, that interest is really gonna accrue because you don't have very good credit. So, fuck, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no, here's here's the beautiful thing: if you pay it off in time, you'll never accrue interest. <laughs> you tell you go back in time, real quick. Tell your probie buddy, like, hey, listen, here's what you do: you don't carry a thousand dollars in cash around. It'd be funny if he if he paid me like, well, I'm just afraid somebody's gonna steal my debit card information one yeah. day. Like, well, really, are are you not afraid that someone's gonna break into this house and steal a thousand dollars in cash from you? Well, just because we've spoken <laughs> of our own criminal elements and incidents and stories recently, I have a question. Just so we can say that much like last week, when we really we dove deep into the mores of I am of no holds barred. Man. I know that's not that's his song, but it's a great one though. Yeah. Do you? ever wonder to yourself about Pulp Fiction do you ever ask is this a little overrated I think it is I think I think just by nature of the era it it was made and who made it and all that it's it, it gets hype I mean Reservoir Dogs is overrated too all, all of the Tarantino era early 90s films are that's what I'm saying though I think we've discussed this on the pod I, I the, if, if you talk to someone who loves Tarantino it's it's always this and it's they they might mention Reservoir Dogs, but it's inevitably it's always Pulp Fiction. Whereas I think Jackie Brown is almost a more superior film. Pulp Fiction came out in 1994. Yeah. What what? I think the reason it gets hype is what else came out in 1994? Sandlot. Like what's the like what was the what was the you uh, we can look this up on the computer. Or you can do it on your phone. What was the top grossing film of 1994? It won't be Pulp Fiction. No, but that's my point. Chances are it'll be something stupid and shitty and... and uh, Probably something animated, like Lion King. 
Maybe. I'm and, looking. And that, that's my point. I think the reason that his films from this era get hyped, this is pre-internet, this is this is pre... Um, you didn't have independent... I was right. Was it Lion King? Uh, well, no. It was actually Forrest Gump. <clears throat> Number two was The Lion King. Then three was True Lies. Then four, The Santa Claus. Then five, <laughs> The Flintstones... With, yes, with uh, the the with, live action with yeah. John Goodman. Wow. Six, Dumb and Dumber. Seven, Clear and Present Danger. Eight, Speed. I gotta be honest, that's a not a bad that's run a, it's of a, films. It's a good list. The point being, there's nothing independent. There's nothing with an edgy independent vibe there. No, and that's why I think his movies for all the years that came out get the yeah, get, yeah. The, get the and, the he, heat and they he do. was kind of on that not like. Tarantino in this time period, this was the cutting edge of like showing a different type of violence. Yeah, and also a grittier violence and a different kind of dialogue. Oh yeah, the language is totally different. It's it's underrated now. What I, what I will but say it is wasn't it, probably back I think, then. And I because I want to give if like Tarantino, overrated, if Tarantino was sitting here, I don't know if I would say that because I would give him full credit because this movie is shot. You'd look at him and say, "You really didn't know about that Weinstein shit." <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> he knew. Um, it's shot incredibly well. The way it, it oh, was yeah. filmed is definitely not underrated. And I wish this place was real. Oh, God. Jack I would go to Jackrabbit Slim's every time I was in L.A. Oh, this yeah. would be it's my hangout. I would want for I would want James Man, Jane Mansfield before I get the uh, Marilyn Monroe. And I say that as a full 100% still. We've discussed. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think it was probably... I, I, I tend to think it wasn't overrated for its time. It was probably appreciated properly because it was different i think in the scope of 2018 2019 when everything about film has changed and evolved and and you've got independent filmmakers who literally make shit on their phones now it might be overrated i, I, now, say I don't think i don't think film's gotten better i think that's like a it's a thing that people do they want to they want to say their their time this time is is producing better i I think some of that early 90s filmmaking is still some of the best. And the same that I think some of those late 50s westerns that get kind of overlooked are some of the best movies ever made. I know this is going to sound like I'm not, it's not like I'm advancing this idea for the first time. I think Shane is still one of the best movies ever made. Never seen it. And, some pe- and a lot of people have. And a lot of people would watch it and they'd be like, this is slow. This That's, is not good. That and that that reason alone is why people think that the movies that they make now, whatever now happens to be, are better than the movies they made then, because the pacing has evolved to keep up with our attention span. Right. I just think there's deeper levels to the films that were made. At least then. Because maybe, but just take two. Because now, now you have access to CGI and you can show everything. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas a movie like Shane. Or, or like Casablanca, some of these classics over time, they yeah. didn't they didn't have that trick. They everything had to be done with a certain specificity to get out of that scene what you wanted to get out. Yeah. And that, I have you seen Bird Box? Yeah. Okay. Here's my thought on Bird Box because I know a lot of people are watching it. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about this last week? I don't think so. Okay. I think that's an intellectual movie for people who aren't intellectual. I don't think it's a good film. I think it's made well. Yeah. I think it's shot well. I love Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. I've always had a thing for Sandy. Sandy. She's unbelievably hot. She looks I still like, think... Have you ever seen... I think she, she had just just a skosh too much plastic surgery, I think. She looks a little, a little expressionless between mm-hmm. her upper lip and her forehead. I'm not gonna argue that point. She didn't. I mean, she she didn't go like. She didn't go Meg Ryan. She didn't go Meg Ryan. Exactly. You turn herself into the Joker, but. <laughs> God. 
Uh, you it, seen Meg Ryan's mom? I have. It's not good. But the. Uh, Oh, no. Oh. Rock and roll. Thank you. We're getting work stuff done, too. Um, I like Sandy. The most I ever like Sandy. Speed? Well, no. The net? Nope. Love that film, though. A Time to Kill. Never seen that one. Matthew McConaughey, Sand, uh, our, our boy here, Samuel L. Jackson. Is it the lawyer one? The yeah. Mississippi? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking it's based on a John Grisham book, A Time to Kill. But she's in this, and she... Her last name is like Rohawk, which just sounds fucking sexy already. Mm-hmm. But in the oh, Rohawk, what you. they what they did in this film with Sandy that once she's young, because this is like '93. Easy there. Yeah, getting a little bit, <laughs> a little bit petrified. She's over here. like 19, maybe 17. I don't know. She wasn't that young, but she was young. And I promise, you, I want you, one. It's a fantastic film. You should definitely watch it. It's tough to watch now as a father, but you should definitely watch this movie. Um. Every scene she's in, it's like they just assumed that Mississippi... I almost think the director had never, like, been to a southern state before he went and made this film. Because they just gave her this sweaty, awesome sheen. No, she's moist. The moist the entire <laughs> film. It, it's like this, like... It's like Eva Longoria. Oh, or, no, Eva Mendez. Every movie you see Eva Mendez is, she's just... She's glistens. She, she's spritzed. Yeah, she's with, spritzed. With a little, little bit of this, sweat. It's just young Sandy Bullock, but we're getting off the point, and I'm, I'm getting... Never mind. Uh, it's a great film. You should watch. Enter the leather phase. But I, 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 I gave Bird Box a fair shot. I watched it twice, and I will say, I think there was a good concept there. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of those classic films that got overhyped right out of the box, and I think it's a it's a film that makes simpletons feel like they're intellectually involved in a film for the first <laughs> time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I, I don't like the con. But here's and spoiler alert. Okay, so if you haven't seen Bird Box, maybe you shouldn't listen to the next two minutes of the podcast. If you're one of the 12 people <laughs> who in the haven't world seen who Bird still Box. don't have a Netflix subscription. So, <laughs> there's a myriad of problems I have with it. <clears throat> a little bit. The biggest, you know, they spend this time, the five years... One, I had trouble with the way it was shot. I didn't like the back and forth. Yeah. I get it, because they do this in a lot of films, but this is one of them where you jump in timelines. I get that there's a uh, method to that madness. But the biggest problem... So they get to this end game of going down this river, which is the crux. That's the backbone of the movie. Yeah. You know, and she, I liked, I did like the part where she was about to sacrifice that girl that wasn't hers and make her look. <laughs> You're not my kid. I know I promised your fat mom that I was going to take care of you. If I'm being honest, you're cuter than my son. <laughs> but. You're fine. You're fine. So. Outside of that whole journey, they finally get there yeah. to this place that had promised some kind of salvation, some kind of hope. It had like a Walking Dead kind of theme where it's like, come to Terminus, everyone's safe, the yeah. Terminus. We'll eat you. We'll eat you once you get here. But, you know, is it better out there than here? I don't know. It, they get there, and it's just a, and again, spoiler alert, turn away, turn off. It's a school for the blind? Yeah. Okay. Get it? Blind people can't see the whatever these demon creatures are that the poor black dude knew everything about, even though he worked at like a Kmart. Yeah, he was the comedy re- comedic relief in uh, Get Out. Yeah, I didn't see Get Out. I want to see that. Though. Get Out's good. Um, so they get there, and and here's it. Okay, you're there, and everything looks wonderful. Mm-hmm. And there's blind people, and somehow her doctor that delivered her child or was her yeah uh, 
Yeah, I saw it. Whatever the doctor is. Gyno. Yeah, the gyno. She made it. I don't know how, but she made it. Mm-hmm. And there's so there's not just blind people there. They've definitely saved people, and it looks like a real fucking Shangri-La. Mm-hmm. You, you're finally... And, and they're what? outside because it's what? covered. Now that we're safe, we'll give you names. Yeah, you're boy, not just boy girl. or girl. You're we'll name you after that black dude that was ripped as shit and got all the five years of Sandy he wanted. Yeah. And we'll name you like after... He's 28, your, by the way. Yeah. There's like a 25-plus year age gap between those two. Dude... I don't care if I was 50. If I got trapped in a house with Sandy... Uh, for 16. If I got trapped in a house with Sandy Bullock for six, five oh, yeah, years... No, I'm not... I'm, I'm not, making every possible move. I'm not... There's no negative. And you misunderstand. I'm not being okay. negative. I got you. That, that was a buzz on the internet of like... There's like a 25 plus year age gap between these Who two. Who the fuck cares? The it, whole world is seeing well, it, demons the, the, and the, killing them. The buzz was that that's sexy. This is hot. You got 50 plus year See, old... See, I also think that's one of these things. Netflix... And I've seen this in a few films now mm. I'm all for it but that whole like black dude white guy or white girl well, you know, could go both ways they probably could have done that you could be open minded in that way if you want I'm just saying like it was just I get it and I like that I like the multiculturalism but it's like that just seemed like it was forced at a certain point you it, everything like that does start to feel forced this feels like, forced it's like, okay it's 2019 interracial Couples are a thing, and they're but they're still they, struggling they, in Trump's America. They, they've been a thing, and we're and we're gonna push this narrative of we're, you know, we don't see color. I get it, but sometimes it does feel forced. Where it's now, like, here and and I had this conversation. So everyone I've talked to about Bird Box, I always ask the question, "Have you seen it?" And I wait for their initial response because if they're like, "Oh my fucking god," I'm like, yeah, "It was it was well shot. I enjoyed it. I never go any farther than that." But if I get the response, like I have a workmate, <clears throat> me and her share a lot in common, and I said. What do you think about Bird Box? And she immediately, it was like of the same mind, out of the gate. And we, all the same things I've just said. But here's my, the biggest problem. So you're there, you're happy, you're at the school for the blind, it's wonderful. Mm. That's a greenhouse. It's covered with greenery, so you can't see outside. Yeah. Okay. That structure needs attention over time. <laughs> Two, you're in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Those trees were fucking huge. Yeah. So one bad storm brings one tree down. Sure. Everybody's going to be seeing their monster. Yeah. Or whatever it is that, whatever happens. And I was like, this is, you're not, this is not a film that has any absolution at the end. Yeah. And you're all still going to meet that fate. And the blind people will just not. Yeah. They'll probably starve to death. They'll starve to death. That's my other problem. <laughs> we're out. You're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You're in the middle of nowhere in a forest in the Pacific. How do you eat? Well, the bigger question now is, what happens to all the other blind people? This, this—they're just in their homes. <laughs> They—they're just—they're they're just sitting. They don't there. even know what's going they're on. They're just sitting there, tapping their foot, waiting on Meals on Wheels, and it ain't coming. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, fuck! I guess I can go to the grocery store, and then they—they, they, you know, cane stick walk their way down the sidewalk and get to the grocery store, and it's locked. It's locked because it's been abandoned. Yeah. And there's just a myriad of problems there. And well, I just. And you, I did some reading. You realize that the, the guys that see the monsters that don't end up killing themselves, the reason they don't end up killing themselves is because they're mentally ill. Well, that my take on that, and that's. I'm glad you brought that up, because that was actually one part of the film that I actually really thought was very interesting and would have liked to have seen more of. But that's the part Mentally that's ill is one thing. Controversy. I didn't see it as strictly mentally ill. Mm hmm. I say they certainly are mentally ill, but yeah. that could, that's wide-ranging. I'm mentally ill if you were to put it on some kind of a spectrum. Sure. That's, but that's the controversy on the Internet right now about it is that the movie Bird Box 
is painting a bad picture of mental illness. That's fucking stupid. That's well, a reach. Google no, it and, and read for hours. Dude, I could Google <laughs> anything and read for hours. I could go down a wormhole and come out thinking that and mere, the Holocaust didn't happen. Yeah. And I could probably make you a really bad, valid internet case for such a thing, knowing full well, well that it... No, Iran did say. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My thing was, I didn't look at it as strictly mentally ill. Yeah. I looked at it as your sociopaths. Mm. You're psychopaths. Yeah. You're serial killers. Yeah. You're murderers. The people that live among us that we don't like to think of, yeah. like your serial killer is never going to get caught. Yeah. That dude is going to live in this world. Yeah. And that's why that, that, that the scene, even though it was the darkest shit, and I, I really was upset with myself that I didn't see it mm. coming, was the scene where they let that guy in the house, yeah. and he tells a wonderful story. The guy from that Pirates of the Caribbean. Socio- yeah, he's so good. I've seen him a lot of stuff. Sociopathic. Told a really well-crafted lie to mm-hmm. get in there. Yeah. And then at the most, not immediately, right. but at the most opportune moment, goes about his work. Well, what, what was That was a really compelling, that was like a scene where like, when I shit on this movie, and I'm not really trying to shit on this movie, because I did say it's well-crafted, it's well-written, it's well-acted. I just don't, I don't, I really, at the end of the day, it's kind of one of those things where if it gets universal approval, I'm going to nitpick it even more. And in this case, <laughs> I did, because I was like, I don't think it's this is that Oh, good. this is popular? Allow me to tell you why it sucks. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm, but it's just kind of like when someone tells you something is so good so many times, yeah. and you have this expectation, you're like, eh. That being said, I, I do want to give the film credit, because there was an hour period where I was like, hmm. Like, really invested. Yeah. And then you get to this end, you're like, oh. Yeah. Is that it? Oh, why didn't they just live in that grocery store like John said? <laughs> That's why I love John Malkovich was telling them the truth the whole time. Yeah. I'm, I might be an asshole, but I'm always right. Yeah. We should live here, fuck all those people back at that house. Yeah. Like, and then you got Sandy, she's pregnant, we're not assholes. Sandy, I'm just telling you, I just watched my wife try to save you. Mm-hmm. And then sit in a burning car because she saw her mother and kill herself. I'm staying here with all this booze, with all this food. Have you seen the pictures of the monsters? Well, I saw the pictures that he, the the sociopath drew. They had a, it's been cut, and, you know, the poor actor, like, his one role in the movie was going to be the few shots where they showed what they look like. And they ended up cutting it out because they felt like it made for a better film if you don't see. Well, that's true of every monster or horror. It's like a it's like a giant baby with like a dark butthole for a face. Mm. It's really weird looking. Well, like one the sociopath laid out several that look like different in in different variations. And they probably of chose such. to do that in lieu of showing the one that but, they had but planned. That, that's on. Like, that's where I feel like it. It was one. I'm happy they didn't show any creatures because it's just like again alien or jaws where you very rarely in this case you didn't yeah they just took that out but what i was more compelling are you was, saying alien was a good example yes because you don't see well, like one shot yeah maybe two of the alien jaws you get more but that's my point it, that's why in their other in those other iterations that they made of those movies you just see the alien all the time yeah by jaws three that motherfucking shark was the megalodon yeah original megalodon but what was really compelling, personally, was they weren't just seeing a monster. They might see the monster, mm-hmm. whatever that, but it was what led after that. It's what came after, because they were having experience. Like, the one lady saw her mother, said, yeah. please don't go. She's visioning her mom dying. That was her worst memory. Yeah. We don't know what the sister saw when she was in that car. Yeah. But that was so much more compelling to know, because that if you drive that more, it forces me, the viewer, to say, what would I see? Mm. And 
I did that. But it was like it, when you start putting monsters in it with those pictures and you're talking about the demons moving. And, like, what's his name? Uh, B.D. Wong. Uh, really? <laughs> Even through a, a computer screen? That was kind of weak. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a computer screen? And then somehow he kills himself by just turning the chair over and bashing his head. Plus, I just wanted some more B.D. Wong. I, I like that guy. The wise thing to do there would have been to have somebody stay in the room, like, on the ground to keep the chair level. Yeah, just trace. don't... You, you, you would stay there, yeah. and you wouldn't look at the screen. Yeah. But then, of course, he's going to kill himself anyway now. So it's really useless. But that's what you could have put to the test, because he is restrained to a degree. So if he starts, like, flailing and je- and... and, and Whatever you reach up, you turn the computer screen off, and then you see if you can shake him out of it. You can see if there's a way to recover from this, because if not, he's just gonna keep trying to kill himself. But then you can just kind of like mummify him, like from the feet to the neck, and just lean him against something. Now you've got just now, now you have a vegetable. A, now you got a vegetable BD Wong. You can act out his old movies, you know, <laughs> all the all the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. <laughs> You just come over and how do you notice? Did you go out there and lift up the dinosaur skirts? <laughs> I mean, if you're stuck in a house, yeah. I can see myself, like, redoing Jurassic Park. Can you imagine that? No power. (laughs) Just five years in a house. Every time you want to go get food. I'm pretty sure Jack Black and Mel Steph made a movie about that. And last thing I'll say about Bird Box, because I definitely went on a rant here. Yeah. Why the hell did you cast Machine Gun Kelly to be in this film? Machine Gun Kelly? The tall, lanky white kid. That they steal the car with the cop, the fake cop that he ends up fucking. Remember, he's she was like, oh, not yeah, a chance. Yeah. He's like, world's ending, baby. Yeah. His only that was his, his line was that world's ending, baby. Another one's like, we're so fucked, we're totally fucked. Oh, so that guy, that his dude, name is Machine Gun. He's Kelly. a rapper. Oh. He's fairly famous. He's pretty actually really famous because he's in this diss beef right now with Eminem. Is he like SoundCloud famous? I don't know. Nothing if he started on, on SoundCloud. He's been around. <laughs> He's been around for a while. I, I mean, I personally like some of his songs. Mm. And I really thought he burned Eminem something awful, but then Eminem came back and did his thing because he's Eminem, yeah. so he wins. Yeah. But just the fact that, and I told that other when I was talking to that girl, I was like, why? What did he add other than just, oh, what the fuck, we're all totally fucked. Yeah. And then, world's ending, baby. He might have sex, whatever he said. I was like, why is Machine Gun Kelly? But I did fuck. Yeah, but it was just like. Looked like it was good, too. It felt like a really cheap appeal. It did look nice. Yeah. But it looked like a really cheap appeal to try to, like, garner in some kind of really... Let's get like, the kids I, in. I'll use a millennial word here. It just felt like an attempt to just be like, hey, Machine Gun Kelly's in this. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch Bird Box if Machine Gun Kelly's in it. He totally ripped on Eminem. Okay. But you lost something there. You could have had someone come in that's actually a good actor. Sure. I, I didn't even know who he was. That's that's how. And right away, I re- I was I'm watching this on my phone in bed, but 11:30 at night, and he, when I, when they get into that house right after John Malkovich's wife burns herself up, and I'm like, oh, oh, why, Machine Gun Kelly? And neither Kristen nor I knew knew who he was, and I'm pretty sure I remember her saying like when he was on the screen, like he's gross. He is gross. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was that. Um, <laughs> Did you know that the sister, I don't know her name, but the sister to Sandy Bullock, uh, she's a lesbian in real life. Does that matter? Well, what I'm going to get, I'm just curious your thoughts. What an asshole. (laughs) I mean, gross, right? (laughs) No. She's a lesbian in real life, but the thing that interests me, because Kristen told me this once, her, her wife is like more than twice her age. Cool. She's like, no, we're talking like she's 40 and her wife is like pushing 70. 
Well, what, I mean, love is love, bro. What is, what is your concern here? What, I mean, does that just gross you out? There's two it, peaches, one of them happens to be 70, <laughs> just scissoring? No, it, and it's not even the lesbian thing. It, it, this, this, it's, it irks me if it's a man and a, and a younger woman or an older woman. Like, when there's so much of an age gap where it's like, like, can you, can you like, like Hefner and the Playmates? Well, or, that's, uh, your, your metaphors tonight are just way off. Don't bring Hefner into this. Maybe these people actually have real love for each other. Hefner couldn't even get it up. These women would just sit there and dance for him while he tried to tug one out on his Viagra. Well, and uh, Anna Nicole Smith and that dude come to mind, too. That was a particularly awful metaphor. You're really not getting any better here. (laughs) Just visually, the idea uh, is like, what? I guess I just think there's a stigma here. Like, look, I'm not advocating because I I had that old Italian boss that was in this boat where Mm -hmm. he's like 50 something and he goes on what's that website sugardaddy.com and finds himself a 22 year old with two kids and she Mm -hmm. just happens to be banging hot but she's looking for something for financial reasons and he says, "Well, I'm divorced. What do I care? I'll take the smoking hottie and put her on my arm." Yeah, that is kind of gross. Yeah, I don't judge it. Two people are getting exactly what they want out of the relationship. She's getting financial security. He's an older man aging with a with a smoking hottie on his arm now. Yeah. There's no pre especially when you do it like that. You meet on that website, you yeah. got no excuses. All right, here's the deal. <laughs> Four blowjobs a year, I get to film them. All right? I don't like missionary. I'll do it. But I don't like it. I need sex five nights a week. You get two nights off. <laughs> I expect doggy now, style I at said, least twice. I said five nights a week. You can break that down to three times in a day, two the next. You can do whatever you want, just five times a week. No, I don't pull out. Yeah. Unless it's to land on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're going to do that, I get to film it. This is, this is making me think of Showgirls. Oh, no. Oh, by the way, I recorded that. For the next time we ever have to pod at my house, it came on HBO. I was like, I have to have Showgirls just as a backup plan for the pod. Watched a little bit of it. Couldn't believe they ever even thought of filming this thing. But anyways, what I get saying was money. Then I make you swear. Right. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, there's no judgment for me when people do it with that kind of openness. Yeah. When you join a website where you know exactly what you're getting into. But I'm not gonna sit here and say it doesn't. When you see it out, you're like, oh. But I, I don't judge it because what if I had been? What if I had not gotten married? What if I had never met Malia? I'm a terrible at talking to women. Yeah. I get to 50. I age well. I hope to. Right? I'm lonely. I find myself maybe half a bottle in one night mm. making a profile account on yeah. sugardaddy.com. Maybe I've gone out and because I've been single now for 50 years. Yeah. I've got money. And I haven't been spending on shit. Still got the same black leather couch. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Just falling apart. That is the hallmark of the older bachelor. Like, black leather sofa. That goes with everything. Yeah. Like, eh. <laughs> what is this, casting couch? What are you, what are you, what are you 19? <laughs> it's not even real leather. Is that a lava lamp? Really? Are those metal feet? <laughs> Fuck out of here with that. Do you have do you have bongos somewhere in your apartment? <laughs> is there blood on the bongos? Um, but that's enough of that. I, I just I, at seventy and forty seems a bit much. But again, love is love, man. I don't know what the true age gap is. But I wish do. do I, I'll I tell you what. Let's alarming. take a to do from this. I want you to investigate. You don't have to do it now because we got Pulp Fiction, which we are just deep into. Well, you know the original Marty McFly is freaking out because uh, was that really? Yeah, have you ever seen that footage? Eric Stoltz filmed, like, I want to say, like, 80% of 
wow. of Back to the Future. And then they just... And the director was like, I'm not feeling it. And yeah. they, they dumped him, replaced him with uh, Michael J. Fox, redid all of it. Wow. You can watch, there's like a five or six minute compilation video of him doing some of the most iconic scenes from Back to the Future. But it's, I think I knew this. It's Eric Stoltz my thing, My problem with Eric Stoltz, it's tough for me to see him in any film except for that one where he had the, the mask, the mask, the yeah. fucked up face. Sam Which Elliott is funny because sometimes, sure. one time I was perusing late night TV and I was like, hell yeah, the mask, I love Jim Carrey. And it's like, oh, that's not what this <laughs> is. You can't feel green. Get is the that, fuck out of here. Is that Sam Elliott? What is, what is this? You remember that scene when he's got the blind girl like, you can't feel colors. No. This isn't doing shit. This is, this no. is made up. Well, well we can move on up. to a talking point we, we discussed earlier. We, we wanted to have some talking points. I, I have one for you. You can call it a game, if you will. Sure. So we mentioned this is 45. Any more of those? I do. We'd have to go. We'd have to take a uh, safe sex oh. break. Not for Let's us. Let's do that because I want to refill my water, and then okay. we'll, and then we'll come into your talking point. Turn that back on. We're recording again. All right. So what I was saying is, make this into a game if you want. I don't know how we would do that. So any input you can have. But I do want to discuss current issues. Okay. So, Clemson University wins the national championship against What's the Alabama. That? It's a football. It's, really, it's a sport. You kick it with your foot? Well, one of them does. Anyways. One of who? The kickers, believe it or not. Oh. Very a literal title. They play the sport ball. Yeah, they play sports balls. Clemson wins a national title against the hated Alabama uh, Crimson Tide. Uh, beat them soundly, which was surprising. More like a Clemson Tide. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's good. That should have been a meme. I've never seen that. That would have been really clever that night. Give, give me credit. I'm not going to use it. It's too late now. Maybe if they, like, roll some team next year. No, that year. would make it even funnier. You make a, <laughs> Do you guys see that game? Talk about a Clemson tie. Make a Facebook post right now. <laughs> More like Clemson tie, am I right? Like, it's fucking two weeks ago. People don't forget. Did y'all just see that? People don't forget. Oh, my bad. I DVR'd it. I didn't yeah. see it until yesterday. Uh, We're a Clemson Tide. So, with our, I guess yesterday would have been 24, today was 25 days into our longest ever uh, government shutdown, mm. the Clemson team had their visit to the White House. And as we all are probably well aware, because this is not airing <laughs> until next Tuesday, yeah. there was no one there to cook anything. So, in his tweet, the president says, my money, by the way, as if yeah. we're supposed to be like, well, great, you went out, you had, you, you, you had all, Fred Trump's money. you had, yeah, you had, well, that, you had all the options in the world. If you're going to yeah. spend your money, yeah. but you go and buy, you could have sprung for a nice steak and ketchup, oh, really overdone, really just really good, dry. well done, oh. Outback or Longhorn steak with a side of ketchup mm. and probably a baked. I don't know if he eats baked potatoes, I but I imagine if he does, he really don't put anything don't. on them. But the dude literally he halves it and just eats look, it. Just I'm not even here. I'm not <laughs> hating on this, but the guy eats like we do. I don't want a president that eats like me. <laughs> yeah, that's criteria number one. Like, uh, yeah, I, uh, candidate whoever. I realize that the last reporter has asked you your position on uh, Syria. What I'd like to know is. <laughs> How often do you eat McDonald's? <laughs> and you don't have to be specific, but yeah. just, uh, you know, is it more or less than five times a week? Yeah. More? Okay, thank you. I'll yield my time to the next senator. Well, it's, it, it, it's kind of like I told Superfan Alan today. It's almost like Ricky Bobby 
is president. Do you remember that scene where he's praying to little baby Jesus around? We want to thank you for this spread of dominoes and checkers (laughs) and the always delicious Taco Bell. That's what he served. Sweet little baby Jesus. He did like 40 Domino's pizzas, 50 Big Macs, 46 filet. I heard this on the radio today, so actually the numbers, I don't know where they got them. It seems a little arbitrary. 46 filet of fishes, Mm -hmm. 48 Whoppers. What do you think the tab was? Like 400 bucks? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) maybe. Like, well, hey, easy, easy, easy there, he, Mr. Billionaire. Don't put yourself on the back too hard. Well, you, you didn't when, even break a thousand dollars. When he put it in that tweet, he, the part where he parentheses <laughs> my money, yeah. it's like, I don't think he reached into his billfold yeah. to some aid yeah. and said, hey, here is a thousand dollars. Go yeah. out and go to every fast food restaurant <laughs> around here and just buy fifty of everything. Yeah, he just leans over to old crooked eyes, Sarah, and uh, hey, hey, why don't you take other part of the problem? <laughs> and this is big, and you know this because again, I don't want a president that eats like me. Yeah. You go and buy fifty quarter pounders, mm-hmm. fifty Big Macs, fifty pizzas, fifty fish fillets. I don't care if you're the president. By the time they get into the dining room and put on to the presidential china. <laughs> mind you. I didn't know that. Mind you. Like Henry Kissinger have probably ate seen, off these plates. Have you seen Idiocracy yet? Yeah, I've seen it. You need to watch I, it again. I just said I, I, I've seen it twice. <laughs> Once it gets to that spread that we've now seen on all yeah. the memes yeah. and it's piled up together. Everything the light touches. It's fucking cold. Well, yeah, that's the first thought I had. I don't like, want a quarter pounder that's fucking with some aid bought an hour ago, and then had yeah. to go to get the pizzas, and then had to go to get the Burger King, and then yeah, now that's when you need the presidential microwave. <sighs> like I'm his president. This fillet of fish. Now this led us great. to this led us to the game. Yeah. Right. So this is what he's serving because the government shut down and he's spending his money, and no one was in the White House to cook anything. Which I find to be unbelievable, but nonetheless. Well, the uh, the funny thing there is, it's just more. It, it highlights more of the less fucks that he gives because he's like, I eat fucking McDonald's every day. I don't need a White House kitchen staff. They can they can all they can I, all go work somewhere look, else. This is an area where we're in agreement, with me and Mr. <laughs> Trump. I like a quarter pounder. I love a big Mac. I, 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 I debated with myself hey, today whether or not to get one. Saturday night, I came home at nine. I don't remember what I was doing, but Leah went to bed and I was very hungry. I looked at what we had in the kitchen and I said, I'm calling Domino's because of one of the favorite things to do is when you go to Domino's, you can watch the whole process. Even says the name, Alexander, just put yeah. your pizza into the oven. Jose, I, well, it just left the restaurant. Domino's is good. I actually had the thought the other day, I was like, I can't remember the last time I got a pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. And childhood flashback, where like, it seemed like every Pizza Hut in the 90s was dimly lit. Yeah. And I was like, I, j- I just want to go into that and smell that bad pizza smell. Yeah. And get one of those pizzas that comes in the little personal box. Yeah. Just, my thing with Pizza Hut is it. that, one, I do, I sustain my belief that it's just one of the shittiest pizzas that's so delicious. Yeah. But I have a friend who's very overweight and mm. eats worse than we do, if you can believe it. Okay. And we were talking one time about, you know, ranking pizzas, shitty pizzas, and he was like, man, I worked at a Pizza Hut for a year and a half, and I won't eat there. And when you look at him, <laughs> you go like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what did he experience as that fat person to yeah. not, to say, I don't eat Pizza Hut? Yeah, well, I mean, there's no telling, but that reminds me, the blimpy that was next to my high school. Oh, please don't tell me something bad. 
Well, it's just for this Blimpy, so okay. it wouldn't apply to all. I like Blimpy. You don't see him. It's like a fucking oddity now. A, a couple of of uh, degenerates that went to high school with me, the kind that have probably probably spent time in juvie, and now at this point have probably spent time in jail. Okay. Kind of that kind of look like they come from meth, and will probably always stay in meth. Uh, I remember one, a couple of them worked at this Blimpy, and one of them. Uh, had a had a bloody band-aid fall into the meatballs for the meatball subs and just left it. <laughs> and the word got around incredibly like, poor type. <laughs> word got around I was like, well, I'm never going to eat at that blimpy again. It really couldn't have been worse timing. <laughs> we don't have to discuss why, but God. Like, okay. Well, All right. Meatball subs are out. Actually, oh. you know what? Blimpy's out. Blimpy, that Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Let me ask you this. This, this was the, the game or the hypothetical tonight. You know how much he loves the NFL. Trump does? Our president, yeah. He, I didn't know that. It's a joke. <laughs> it was a it was what was called I know. satirical didn't, comment. Didn't he, didn't he talk about owning a team at one point? Or well, he owned he, the New Jersey Generals for the USFL. Right. And that was once a team that Herschel Walker played for. I'm gonna pump the brakes on this. I, I don't. Always, I always him. forget. I always forget that Chris Watkins in this with the watch up his ass. Oh, he has the great. He has. He steals this it's movie. Probably the best. One of the best parts of the movie, and it's one of those things where I always forget that it's this movie. Yeah. Anyways, so it was a satirical comment. He's beefing I, with I, the NFL because of the whole take a knee thing, which right. doesn't seem to be much of a news story anymore. I don't think anybody's taking any more knees, but. You know how much he loves them. And yeah. how they're failing ratings, even though they're not. And they've gotten 10% bump over year. And yeah. Well, it's the New York Times is failing, too. And they're not, because they're having like their best five-year run in their history of the paper or some shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, and this is an if, college kids, especially like Dabo Sweeney, these hyper-Christian coaches, they're going to take a heart. I'm sure they said, if, if one of the players said, Coach, I'm not going, they would be like, all right, well, don't make a fucking scene of it. And yeah. This is not about you. It's about the team. Yeah. That's college. High, in high school. That's even worse. In the NFL, <laughs> these guys, yeah. they're going to, I don't know. Of the four teams left, you got the Saints playing the Rams. you got the Chiefs playing the Patriots. You know Tom Brady's a big fan. He's going to go if they, yeah. win, if they win. If the Patriots win, they're all going to go because it's just fucking is what it is. They're Patriots. If the Saints win, Drew Brees will go. But a lot of that roster might say, hey, fuck you. Hey, we've got a Sephora to rob. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, we've got a marijuana drug dealer house to rob. Jesus. I'm, what is, is this just... This just is just tying it in. I the, know. The, it's well tied in. The thievery. It's, it's and a, you it's said they were from New Orleans. Not even a little racist. It's a lot racist. <laughs> Anyways, if one of these... Well, one of these teams will win. It'll be interesting to see how many will go. Sure. And now, because of this whole... Yeah. Because I honestly don't think the shutdown is going to end anytime soon. And I, I think the Super Bowl is played in, here in Atlanta, no mm. less, like at the February 8th or something. So we have a couple weeks. I had a thought on the shutdown. Hold on, though. We'll come to the shutdown. Okay. What is he going to serve <laughs> to NFL players that do show up to the White House? Because if this is what he serves, the college yeah. national champion. I mean, my impulse is to think it's going to be more of the same. It's he would have to do something different. 
I think it would be like, here's my thought on it. <laughs> it's not a game anymore. It actually is a game in my mind. But I see, like, you know, he's he went to a level on the fast food here that he enjoys. Yeah. What he didn't serve, not to my knowledge at least, is Taco Bell, which I love. I think they've taken a huge step up. I, I just think, so you got Taco Bell. That's great. And I do want to give them credit because I think Taco Bell has taken an enormous step up, like I just said. I think I went and ate there. I hadn't eaten there in a while. Yeah. I went there for lunch the other day, and I was like, this is fucking delicious. Like, I think Kristen told me, I think Burger King and Taco Bell are one, were two of the first fast food chains to announce that they are cruelty-free. Yeah. With their meats and all that kind of shit, like they're like the two that you would expect it from the least. Right, like, yeah. hey, we're gonna do things better from now. On. And not only that, Taco Bell. I, I, so in my in my business, I read a lot of like. Uh, it's kind of sad that I do this, but like food journals, reports, yada yada yada. That's fine. It's why I bring them. Um, but I read a lot about food industry stuff. And about a year ago, I read an article about Taco Bell made a conscious decision. To not just be cruelty-free, they took all the dyes out of their food. So if you get, like, cheese now, there's no dye in that that makes it just orange. Right. They're, they, they, <clears throat> now, I was just telling Leah, too, based on my, because another article popped up, they're, they're going to introduce a vegetarian menu, which is funny, because for many years now, yeah. the vegetarians of the world, including, like, there's actually, like, societies, I'm sure you know this. Cheesy bean and rice burrito. Well, that, but the, the vegetarians are, are ecstatic because they've long viewed Taco Bell as kind of like the haven for if you're a vegetarian that wants fast food. Because Taco Bell, many years ago, introduced fresco style, which is just replacing all the dairy that you might get in a burrito mm-hmm. with pico de gallo. Mm-hmm. That's called fresco style. Okay. They've done a thing where if you want a burrito, whether it's seven layer or whatever they're rolling out right now, and but you don't want the beef, you just replace it with potatoes. It's like this. It's it's great. And it's wonderful. But they, even with all the options that they currently have available, which <laughs> this is nuts. But they said you could eat at Taco Bell for twenty seven thousand years and never have the same combination of vegetarian style dishes. Hmm. Anywho, despite all that, they are focusing actively and spending money on creating a new, separate entity for a vegetarian menu. But that's enough. Taco Bell, please do subscribe, because generally, you just heard me. <laughs> Hashtag Taco Bell. Hashtag Taco Bell. We should have a picture of Taco Bell next time on the Insta. Okay. But he didn't do Taco Bell, but I, I don't even think he would do that. I think he's going to roll out the worst. <clears throat> like, he's going to be like, well, kids, NFL players, congratulations on your big win. Uh, come on in here, Long John Silvers. We got Captain D's as well. Two of the same thing. You want a dessert? <laughs> Give him a Snickers bar. <laughs> you have to eat it with a fork, because we just mentioned Seinfeld. Come on in. <laughs> it's just going to be like the shittiest. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like, don't even feed him at all. I, bet they walk I like in the checkers. Room, they walk in the room, and there's some Deer Park water <laughs> bottles on the table. <laughs> And, and that's it. And Ritz. Ritz cr- open. No, just in no. a bowl. Saltines. <laughs> Here's some Deer Park water and saltines. We got Deer Park water, saltines, and there's some French's, actually, Kroger brand yellow mustard. If you head over to the corner, dip. there's some there's some Werther's in a candy dish. Have at it. They're old. <laughs> They're old, just you know, like the people well, the, who the, eat The them. thing about Werther's, when they get old, the wrappers don't come off. 
very easily. And you're bound to get that piece of golden, not golden, but golden-looking flake that you're going to shit out later and think you have Crohn's disease. But have a good time, you Super Bowl champs. If you're not a butterscotch guy, I'm pretty sure uh, Sarah Sanders has some Jolly Ranchers in her purse. Unfortunately, it's just grape. Now I'm going to bail Mike Pencil talk to you. Fuck you all. <laughs> Got a new, aid, new attorney general. Y'all can have at him. Nick Mulvaney somewhere around here. Where is that fucker? <laughs> We're kind of short-staffed here. Everybody keeps leaving me. <laughs> We're going to jail. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know why. Anyways, I gotta go fix my hair and not, I, not have sex with I, my wife. I know we need to wrap up soon, but Superfan Burke, I want to give a shout out. Actually, I want to give a few shout outs. Superfan Matt, just because why the fuck not? Hey, buddy. And I'm gonna say it again. We gotta get our care package. We're gonna get our care package. Week. Matt, so you know, I'm sure you're listening. You're dealing with two of the world's worst procrastinators. Yeah, really, really but, bad. Plus, but I just want to make sure coming. we... I don't want to just... Here's the thing with me. I procrastinate, and the problem is when I procrastinate, I don't want to put Matt's box together yeah. and have it be like, eh, yeah, you get I it want right. something worthwhile. I don't want to put Varsity fucking chili dogs in there or peach pies yeah. but because they won't fucking make it. Right. But I want to make sure it's good. That, but that being said, Superfan Bert sent us a great email. Please send emails. They're so good when people send them. We like it when you send them. They're, and everyone we get is great. It's send tptopod at gmail.com. Carrie Martin, I know you listen. You didn't even know we had an email address. She was trying to, like, reach out. I don't even... She said she sent emails. I said, to where? I don't... Some Ooh, poor schlep somewhere is getting emails. I sent them to this pod thing of ours at gmail.com. <laughs> well, that's not our email. <laughs> Hope you didn't send nudes. <laughs> Somebody's having a wonderful time. <laughs> but Burke sent that wonderful email, and I, I told some, some people about it. I think it's a hit. I think it's a moneymaker. I think it's something we should definitely look into, sure. at least for a small run out. The Make America Great Again hat. Yeah. The red hat. Yeah. Instead of Make America Great Again, just, quote, I'll believe anything. <laughs> I think that is a fucking home run of a hat. I told, I you didn't see my response, because you're... You can add the email to your phone whenever you want to. I have so. Let me stop you there because I want you to continue. I've got like eight email addresses between work and personal. I have like six. I, I'm I know. okay. Fine. I'm only slightly worse than you. <laughs> You're the guy. You're, you have all. I have. Continue. I have personals and works and hunt. pods <laughs> and my old print account from when I did the rural city print co shit. My response to him was he wanted one. And I was Just like, one hat. Yeah, he wanted one for him. And I was like, I like the idea. Unfortunately, my business doesn't work that way. We don't do one-offs. I said, if you wanted to order at least 25, we could we could do that. How much would that cost? I don't know, because what he's talking about, or at least the way it should be done, because I don't really... Screen printing hats is tricky, and a lot of the screen printers in Atlanta won't do it. So what we need to do is embroidery. Okay. And then it'll truly look like the America Great Again hat. I, I have no idea, but... Typically, any any house I send out to for specialty shit like that that's local, their minimum is usually somewhere between 25 and 50 Okay. But I have no idea what the cost would be. The hats by themselves would probably cost us somewhere between 3 and $5 a piece, and the embroidery might be just as much. So your rough estimate, we'll go with the high one, $10 a hat. Yeah, that, and that's probably really high. But we'll call it, just for this sake, $10 a hat. Yeah, so if we wanted to... And then I would definitely sell those motherfucking things for $25, at the least. <laughs> Chances are, we. I, I think 10's way too high. I'm, I'd be willing to bet we could get it and get away with it for 6 So let's split the difference. We pay 8 
seven twenty-five. Okay, why do you gotta win? Why do you have to? Are you just winning? <laughs> I'm just doing bad math. Your inner Trump. For you just have to be winning. So we'll call it seven fifty. This is the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. Ever. No podcast has better ratings than this podcast. I can prove it. Don't ask me to. Don't ask me to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to show you my tax returns. I'm not going to show you my pod returns. So let's assume 750 a hat. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. Now, for our listeners who now will be like, well, I'm not paying 25 if you're paying 750. (laughs) Well, that's cost, people. That's That's fine. You don't have to. You're not even our target audience. Most of you, yeah. Standard retail markup is 100%. So. That would be four fifteen dollars. I know. Well, we don't want. I'm not paying. I'm not charging fifteen. I'm charging twenty five. Well, we're, I might even charge thirty. We're a broke podcast that shares a microphone inside a tunnel. I still. Made out of phone. Well, how do you move up? You get extra revenue. Yeah. You do t-shirts. Twenty dollars. We made a bunch of money off those girly shirts. I would do that every weekend if I thought I could do that again. The great thing about the I'll believe anything hat is you can wear it, and when somebody goes, "Hey, I like that," you're like, "You want one?" Well, that's my like selling girl, question. It's like the girl right. shirts. Well, we, right when we get out of the car. If someone says, hey, that's a cool shirt, don't say, you know. The thing is, with a hat, you can't say what size do you need. They're all the same size. That's true. So you got to come up with something better than we that. Need, we, need a, we would need a new buying question. Because that was the good buy question for the Todd Gurley shirt. Like, hey, that's a cool shirt. Hey, what size do you want? Hey, I feel very proud in being the one that said, hey, don't say, what do you want one? Say, what size do you need? It's direct. It cuts through. Yeah. And I still... And remember that first dude? We hadn't even been out of your truck for fucking 30 seconds. Those are great shirts. What size do you need? Extra large, large, and a medium. <laughs> Done. $60. We haven't even been out of the truck for <laughs> yeah. fucking... Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still stashing the Chick-fil-A sandwich and uh, the beer in the cooler. I'd already eaten mine. I was already fucking... If I think about that day, it was kind of ridiculous. I... I had two pints of bourbon on me, and <laughs> one of those pints of bourbon was already gone at 7.15 in the morning. Or at least half gone. It's college game day. You get a pass for that. I get it, but I, as a no <laughs> business acumen should have been. And then I had, that, I had my chaser. I had that red Gatorade that yeah. spilled on three of the shirts. Yeah. That, despite the money, despite that was some of the most fun. You know. Walking around selling those T-shirts. Let's wrap up pretty soon. But, you know, if the Rams make it, to Atlanta. I already said this. I know, but let's just get it out there. How many of those shirts we have left? Like 400? I think four or five. See, I, my pitch... I have nothing better to do my pitch on to Super Hoyt, Bowl Sunday. My pitch to Hoyt was, let's remake them in blue and gold. Why remake them? And he said, why remake well, That's what he said. Why remake them? Let's go sell vintage Todd Gurley vintage shirts. Vintage Todd Gurley shirts. And he doesn't even... He's not even number three anymore. He's 30. We'll just take a Sharpie and add a zero behind it. And, you know, let them do that. <laughs> Uh, what I was going to get to, I said it before when you... I'm getting a chubby thinking about going and selling Todd Gurley, especially in the Gulch. Because, hey, look, hey, man, hey, listen. I'll let you do it. I don't Why? Wanna, I don't it's so much fun. There. We had so much fun. You can have some in beers. In Athens. I don't want to go to downtown. The Gulch? The, dude, it is the wild fucking west down there. I see... There's, like, people walking under... They come off the train tracks, yeah. right? They we walk underneath the fence, and they've got all kinds of fucking bootleg shit and they're yeah. just selling it and making money hand over fist why would you I don't care if you like football or Super Bowl why don't you don't like money no I you really want to what it, I don't I, I want don't you to think about something there. I, I don't want to I want you to think about something I want you to think about something alright you ain't gonna be doing fuck all anyway on I'm Super gonna, Bowl Sunday if the Rams are in it I'm gonna be at home watching it 
We're not at home. We're going to go somewhere to watch. fucking shit. You I don't watched even like the football. Rams game. I watched the last Rams game. Why? Because I'm invested. I, I'm why are you in invested in the Rams? Todd Gurley? Yeah. Okay. So why don't you get invested and then go fucking make some money? You just told me I don't think you're any, broke. I don't think any Rams fan's going to buy a, a UGA-colored T-shirt from Todd Gurley's college days. Uh, hey, I don't I'll think, tell you I what. Think it'll give it an hour. Give me one hour. Let's just see. Give me one fucking hour. If we don't make... $200 inside an hour. And that's only what? 10 t-shirts? No, that's selling four that's selling $400 worth of merchandise because you got to pay the piper before you call it your two. Right, whatever. <laughs> Let's just say we sell 10 t-shirts in an hour. Okay. $200, 100 goes back home. So we're splitting 50 bucks for an hour of work. You're not even Come I would on, do that. man. I would do that, and I'd have in the car and head back to whatever oh, Super Bowl party you, I was going to go to. You go to Super Bowl party? This is amazing. <laughs> I'm finding out all kinds well, of party, shit I'm right now. I'm using the word party loosely. The last few Super Bowls I haven't Bowls been, I I have been to two court. Super Bowl parties in my life, and I hate them. And now you're telling me I have a Super Bowl party to go to. I make I it a point. Balls. I make it a point every Super Bowl to go watch it somewhere. And the last couple, like the one that the Falcons lost and the one after we watched... I think at my parents' house, Kristen's family has some friends that do a party. The girls have Todd Gurley jerseys. Uh, I get it. If you get there, I'm, we're going to go do a thing. They even sent those jerseys to Oslo. Did you see that? I saw that. Every every grand, every, well, kid in the fam got a, got a Gurley jersey. What I wanted to say earlier that ties back to what we were talking about with Trump and the shutdown of the NFL and blah, 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 blah. I, it occurred to me the other day, I had this thought, they've been speculating, or not speculating, but they've been talking about on the news and online that parts of the Internal Revenue Service are, are shut down right now as a result of this government shutdown. Mm -hmm. And they were we're going to get our tax money. Well, they were saying this could affect uh, this could affect uh, the W-2s going out. This Just got a text from our AR at work. We're getting ours at the end of January. I'm sure everyone's going to get their W-2s. The thing that I wonder about... You know, Trump's Trump's only claim to fame right now is only his only real legacy is his tax cut, which isn't really affecting any doesn't really affect anyone where it really counts until this April. Okay. If the shutdown continues through April and parts of the government are still shut down through April, including the IRS, does the does the tax system does everything just continue on as planned, or does it not? And if it doesn't. Is his one claim to fame as president, the tax cuts, are they even relevant at that point? His whole rah-rah for two years is, I cut taxes on the middle class. I'm expected as a married adult or a married person filing jointly to see my standard deduction go from 11000 to twenty-two. That's going to be a huge difference for me when it comes to filing taxes. But if the government's shut down and the IRS isn't working, it doesn't mean fucking shit. Yeah. So... At what point will he make... My question is, will he cave as April gets closer because his tax cut will be impacted by the shutdown? No. Is that really even a question? This dude ain't going nowhere. And why would he? <laughs> well, and that's my point. Now, now his only legacy for his first half of his first term, because he'll get two, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, I'm fully prepared for another six years of this. <laughs> Kamala Harris isn't going to win. Is that really the... That's not even the one that... Elizabeth Warren's not going to win. I don't even... Beto O'Rourke's not going to win. At least with Beto. Joe Biden could win. He's so old. He's a few years older than Trump. Yeah, but you're talking about two years away yeah. and then four years of a 
one-term president. Clearly. I'll say that regardless of party, even regardless of politics, I would love it if we had someone under fucking 50 as president for once. They just seem to be getting older and whiter. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had, we had eight years of a Obama. Cool black guy. Awful times. God. Bless and I was, I was crippled by that. It's let's let's uh, wrap it up here. Too much politics at the end. All right, very little Pulp Fiction, but I think a fun pod. <laughs> but I will say, I'll tell you this. Here's the question for the viewers who may or may not. One or two of you might. Did I say viewers? I said that last week too, dude. We've yeah. done 46 episodes. You've I still said, say viewers. You've said yeah. viewers more than you've ever said anything. Uh, maybe else. maybe it's like uh, I just want to be on TV. I don't know. It yeah. could be. A, it's you know Freudian. For those listening, send us a a text message or an email. Fuck me. Send me an e- Send us an email of what you think. Log on to your AOL account. <laughs> send us an emails on the on the interweb. Send, send us an email of what you think Trump is going to serve the Super Bowl champions. We said this off the pod, and I'll, I'll bring it back. I think we're in agreement. I want to see Kansas City and the Rams in the Super Bowl. I personally don't give a shit, but I would prefer that we don't have an influx of 100,000 Saints fans. Now, this is good. I want to preface this, by the way. Our Superfan <laughs> Burke. irritating people. Super, Sorry, Burke. Superfan Burke is a mega <laughs> yeah. Saints fan. Yeah. Now, having grown up with him, I'm a supporter of the Saints in that I really don't care about the NFL. I lo- I like the Falcons. I grew up with the Falcons. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a college guy first. Always will be. Definitely root for the Falcons when they play the Saints. When they don't play this, I actually never even viewed it as a natural rival because for 40 years, you're talking about two of the shittiest programs yeah. in the National Football League just pretending like whenever they met, it was a big rivalry when in reality, there was nothing on the line because you've got two shitty teams. Nonetheless, now they're not so shitty. Falcons are. Saints, not so much. I just don't want to see an influx of Saints fans in this city. I just don't. And if they're they're close, they could drive here easy, much more easily than, than any of the other teams. Any of the other teams. Yeah. You got the Rams coming, maybe. You got. You and got we'll just Kansas be hearing City. a bunch of who dat bullshit for God knows how long. <laughs> I just don't want the influx. So, from a my fan perspective, who dat? I'll, it's I'll, Katrina. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> be careful. We've had that story. <laughs> I want to see Todd Gurley. I want to see Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs and Justin Houston and some of my old dogs coming to town. If I had to see the Patriots, at least I'd get to see Sony Michelle and maybe play Todd Gurley. And that would be impressive to say the two starting running backs on the yeah. Super Bowl teams are Georgia Bulldogs. Who are you pulling for? Overall? Yeah. The well, Rams. no. The Rams? Yeah, I just, I'm a Gurley guy. I just. Well, that's the only reason I have skin in the game now. LA, because of the t family out there. A case in point there, right. too. There We have. I do, you do especially. We have yeah. family now in Los Angeles. My my sister-in-law on Kristen's side lives out there. I have the history with selling Todd Gurley shirts. That yep. was the most interested I've ever been in college football. <laughs> and he could potentially come back home to Georgia. And win a Super Bowl. And win a Super Bowl. So I'm invested. My kids have Gurley shirts. I'll say it. I've got a, I have a Todd Gurley jersey that I've... Ordered that I will wear if they go to the Super Bowl. If they don't, I'm gonna send it back. <laughs> I look. I don't. I don't looking. I just said looking. Yeah, I, I like a pirate looking him. <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like I'm very happy that you have this new inspired 
Because like, you that's hate true sports. Me, no, but, but that's true of me in college and professional football. When the playoffs <laughs> happen, I get interested. I start paying attention and I start hey, watching. I love it. And the fact that Todd Gurley is spurning on this new interest for you makes me very happy. I the, want to continue. The uh, Last year when Georgia went to the to the national. We don't I, have to do that. We I watched. Well, I'm just saying. I watched the games that got them there. There was three that really counted to get them there, and I watched all three start to finish. Two. Well, I well my point being, I watched the three that got them. <laughs> hey, I have never forget. And in, in, in my deep dark depression that night, you were the only person to text me, mm-hmm. and it was actually a fairly good text. You can be mad that they lost, but you can't be mad at how they played. Yeah, I remember that distinctly. I also remember just being like, "Fuck you." Just for a brief moment, because I didn't want any text messages. I knew they were going to pour in from a million different places, and I just almost just well, turned my phone off. I was trying to off. keep you from opening a vein. You know what's funny is that, oh, it's a, so thank you. I want to, can I say something to those who listen before we end this? Yeah. This is a way I want to end this. I got a text message from a buddy of mine after the the SEC title game this year. Where, Al, where we, again, the Clemson do you know the, do you know the statistic? In 120 minutes of football, Georgia has led Alabama for 119 minutes. 120 minutes of football. Well, yeah, just watch the last time they played them. Like, they were fucking winning the whole 20, time. Right. But my point is, in, in two games, yeah. one national title, one SEC title, 120 minutes, Georgia's led 119 of those minutes yeah. with two losses. But Notre Dame, they deserve a position. I don't give a shit about that. It was clear that the right teams were in that oh, title yeah, game. Yeah. Clemson was clear. I don't. I think they would have done the same thing to Georgia they just did to Bama. That's just Matt my personal Perth opinion. Is just He's loving this. He knows all about this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll, let's, we'll get to the cricket final in just a second. <laughs> Rugby, let's be fair. Rugby, whatever. We even root for the All Blacks. We've talked about this. That's the anti-man. It <laughs> probably hates us even more now. But anyway, anyway, he texts me after the game. He's like, "Hey, I was just making sure you're okay." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. It's just, I mean, I know you know I'm a diehard. I know people think I'm crazy, like your dad said, and I am a little crazy. I have, I have invested myself into Georgia much more than most people do. Sure." Vivian changed a little bit of that. Not all of that, but a little bit. There's been subtle changes. I don't scream when she's in the house. I'm aware of her presence. I don't want her to see that in me and think that I'm a fucking crazy person. God, what are you going to do if she's a nerdy teenager and wants to go to tech? That's fine. I, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> my buddy Lance. 100%. Hey, listen, listen, I'm going to need you to help me pay bills one day, so you go get a good education. Yeah, 100%. I need you to be rich. I'm not going to be rich. I need you to be rich. I need you to be successful. It's not going to happen in an cultural school. He, he texts me after that game. He says, make sure you're alive. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, I don't know. After last year's game, I was really worried about you. And I was like, are you for real? Like, do you legitimately have concern? Like, I'm actually going to kill myself because a football game didn't go the way I wanted it to go? And he was like, a little bit. And I was like, I think we need to, to reevaluate our friendship. <laughs> Yeah. That's just what people understand. I am a crazy person. I am what they call a hyper fanatic. Mm. I'm not someone that says, well, that's it. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to abandon my wife and daughter and future children because of this football (laughs) game. Yeah. Well, because at the end of the day, football occurs in seasons. So you get to I watch. I always get the next season. You always get to come back and do it again. Exactly. You get a hot, shitty, humid summer that's fucking miserable, and then a fall that's half-assed, and then football season starts. And yeah. It's like, hey, it's it's finally 85 plus, degrees. Plus Let's now, start some football. Now I have something to really look forward to, and I know this is going to happen. In fact, you should come and film it. Next year, she'll be old enough to visit Sanford Stadium. 
to go to a Georgia game. You have to be an age to go. No, but I we couldn't. I, I wasn't going to take an eight month old kid into Sanford State. I'm sure people do, but I wasn't going to do that. You can, can you imagine that day? You it's hide, just you can hide liquor bottles in her diaper bag. Damn, you're a genius. <laughs> I don't need to because I have my ways, but that's just fucking great. Nobody's looking in there. No, but I don't need to, but I would. Anyways, <laughs> next year she'll be almost uh, a year and a half when Georgia kicks off. That's a much better age. Yeah. You don't have to worry about earplugs. I'll probably give her some, but you don't have to. But I'm just saying... You're going to have to get her a little jersey. Here's the thing. Oh, of course. She already has Especially one. Especially by the she should be watching. She's got quite... Yeah, she's got quite a few Georgia stuff already. She'll outgrow. But I went to a game... I really do need to wrap this up. But I went to a game several years ago with a buddy of mine. And we're sitting in the stands. And they do the whole... If you don't know Georgia's stuff... And Matt, I'm sorry, but I'll give you... you follow up on the tradition. I can tell you if you want. <laughs> Before every game, there's a lone trumpeter in the south end of the end zone that goes high up into the stands and plays our fight song. Just one lone trumpeter. And it's this beautiful moment. I look forward to it. It's one of the things I look forward to the most when, does when I this go to happen? Georgia games. Before the game. Uh, I'm not aware of this. He goes up and he plays Glory Glory, which is, I love, because I actually put this in a post. This is a this is a school in what used to be the deep Confederate South. <laughs> Our fight song is the Battle Hymn of the Republic. The <laughs> Union fight song. I fucking love that. <laughs> Anyways, he goes up, he or she goes up, it's always a special honor, and plays the fight song at the south end of the end zone, high up in the stands. It's my favorite moment. It's crisp. It's just amazing. We were there with my buddy. I started crying. Just one day. The Georgia game was a shit game. We were playing, like, Bethune-Cookman, one of those games that just doesn't matter no one goes to. That's why you get... I've never even heard of. Exactly. You get, like, free tickets because no one fucking goes to these Hey, please come watch us play football. Well, it always sells out because it's Georgia, but it's just, like... It's not a problem to find a ticket. Nobody's going to check if you have liquor in your pocket. <laughs> just come in. So just come I, in. I had been boozing, but I just, I, and I, this was several years ago, but I just remember thinking like, man, when I bring my kid here, mm-hmm. I'm going to break fucking down. And this wasn't like, I, it wasn't like Leah was pregnant. We had no plans of getting yeah. pregnant, yeah. but it was just like, oh man. And now I think about taking her into Sanford Stadium and I'm like, oh man, I am going to be a hot fucking I mess. A, I have a funny visual of a one and a half year old V giving you the what the fuck look <laughs> on her she face. Will. Like, what the she fuck will. Are you? She will. She's got this thing now where she points at everything. She's going to be like, what are you doing? Give me my teething ring and calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like that. But anyways, been a fun pod. I think it's a good a lot of material. Beat episode. I think so. That's what we needed. We needed something. I I did to your point. Well, last week wasn't bad. No, no. But to your point, I went back and listened to some of them because I told you I felt like they weren't great. And I was like, oh, ah. you felt like you've been you've been like lagging or something. I did. And that, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. But when I go back and listen, I was like, you know, he's uh he's right. These aren't uh, these aren't bad. Even <laughs> our worst show in the last twenty hasn't been that bad. Not that bad. And uh, you need to chastise Burke. He he said he was caught up. Superfan Burke. Except you, Burke. Is that enough? Yeah, it's good enough. He said, I, I caught up to everything except for episode three because y'all said it was a dud. And it is a dud, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen. Yeah. There's moments in every episode. I don't remember what three was called, but I know it was... There's it was a dud because we went from two... And four was so amazing. One and two had their mm. funny moments about stealing from Kroger. It, three, well, if you recall, one and two we recorded together the same night. And we recorded three and four together. Yeah. And, we, and, four and we established, was, yeah. we established the, the pattern of the second one's always yeah. better. Because at that point, the, the booze has kicked in, we've had food, and and we're, we've hit the stride. That's yeah. what I was telling Chris the other day. I said, I'm not worried about shows now because we're 45, now 46 in. We, we're kind of already on a stride. We know how it goes. We know 
like Steve Martin, famously, when he used to do stand-up comedy, his thing was always, how do you start? Like, how, like, how do you, how do you fit, literally just walk out on stage and just start talking? It, it's, it blew his mind that people find a way to do that. I have a question for you. I want to run this by you okay. and by our pod listeners, and then we really do. I'm getting very hungry, and there's steak and shake in the future here. It's only seven. You're, you'll be okay. No, I know. I love. I actually love this new setup because in the past we are like thirty minutes in. <laughs> well, yeah, because normally we Cause start you have to drive, yeah. and then we have to eat, and, and sit in that great two eighty five traffic, and yeah. I like the new setup. I do think in the, you know, we can mix it up one time. So come watch Showgirls at least. Yeah. But I, I, I really don't know. I meant to talk to you about this off the pod, but why not fucking talk about it on the pod? But I was sitting in bed one night. I had a pretty nice wine buzz. I've been trying to drink more wine. I guess that makes me it's better justification than drinking yeah. liquor, which I'm trying to avoid. It's funny, Zig, because I've actually I've learned that, uh, you know, I don't have gallbladder. We've talked about that. I get this pain in my side when I drink beer where my gallbladder used to be. Mm-hmm. And I know, I've learned this about myself, and it's true tonight because I've had some, so a, a little bit of liquor and I've had <laughs> wine before. When I drink wine or liquor, I don't get that pain. There's something about drinking beer, even though I love Is it. Is it the bloat? I don't know if it's the bloat or the ingredients, because they all, I mean, despite the flavor Malt. or the beer style, mm. they share ingredients. Sure. Like, just last night, I had two IPAs, my favorite, Tropicalia, and when I was done with the second one, I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> but on the flip side, I can have, like, two bourbons, and I get a nice little buzz, and I sure. feel great. I, f- I feel like I'm going to have to, at some point, become a mature adult and well, reserve beer for, like, the beach and cookouts and just... Not I mean, make it a regular I, thing. I, I could never drink beer again and be a okay, but you know that. Yeah. There's nothing fancy there. But I was, I was in the middle of a nice wine buzz, mm-hmm. and I'm laying in bed, and I was, I'm, I'm doing this thing now where, and this is actually a shout out to you, where I try to not go to bed with a screen. Mm. You know, you said, according to certain people, if you go to bed with your iPhone or your iPad or your computer on, you don't sleep as well because yeah. that kind of like. A, Blue lights. Blue lights and all that. It's not good for you. It keeps you up. So I've been doing a thing somewhat unsuccessfully. I just told you I watch Bird Box at 1130, so we don't need to examine too much. But I've been trying to to not do it. But I had a nice little wine buzz, and I'm sitting in bed. And it was out of the blue, this thought, like, stand-up comedy pops into my head. And I'm not saying, like, Steve, I wouldn't start with this. Mm -hmm. But just for our dirty listeners, I used to, like, when I tend to deal with myself mm-hmm. and by that I mean masturbate you don't have to tiptoe around it on episode 46 no, no, I know, I'm just covered. giving you fair warning to those who may not <laughs> yeah, be yeah. so indoctrinated Yeah, I don't use lotion it's just gross. I don't want to put lotion on it's my dick. It's a fucking mistake. It's, it's not It's not good. Because you'll get hooked on it. So here's what I... when the day comes you don't have it, you're not going to know what to do with it. One, I just don't like the like the film. And the sound. And the sound. Yeah. And how, with the friction, it seems to get worse. On that what note, I discovered... Have you ever just used, like, straight up, like, sex lube? No. Let me finish. <laughs> I use soap. Because I figure it's Ooh, twofold. That's bad. No, that's, no, no. Hear me bad. out. No, why is it bad? The, are you in the shower? No. That's bad. Why? Let me tell you this. Oh, God. I, look, this is my story. Let me finish it. So this is my stand-up routine. It's not well written. It's just <laughs> what popped into my head one night. All right. So I just use that bar soap. Just lube up my hands, wash my hands up, go to town, finish my biz, whatever. But what I've noticed now, this is true. I'll catch a whiff of that 
if I catch a whiff of that similar sin, I'm like, oh. I think You're like Pavlov's dog. I, I have become Pavlov's Pavlov's masturbating dog. If Is I, that soap? <laughs> no, no. It can't just be soap. It has to be that like that like Irish Spring dial kind of like uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it, get that soap out of here. It's gonna get a boner. <laughs> it's just. It's just now you're playing with fire because a, a young a young Brent Hickman used uh, soap and or shampoo. I cannot recall. At well, this that's point. your dumbass fault. I'm not using fucking shampoo over here. I'm not reaching into the shower. This is just hand soap, bro. It's what's fucking close. Regardless, to the the friction there there was more than chafing. It, the soap had a reaction. Brother, I've been doing this for years with well, no problems. Well, then you're so safe. I'm wondering what I don't. Yeah, I think you ran into a situation. Were you caught a bad batch? I, I was in a position at like 15 or 16 where I was like, I might have to go to the hospital. What? Like, I was... Were you... How many times a day? This was a one-off. Oh, yeah, you caught a bad rash. Yeah, this is not... This There was swelling. What? Oh, there, that's good. There was... <laughs> at the time, I thought, hey, if, if this stays, this ain't, that ain't so bad. But there was swelling, there was pain, there was bleeding. Like broken skin. Like what kind of soap are you? Brell? I, I, I mean, were you, were you using a fucking? It was an apricot scrub. Was, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I don't recall. But I remember the time thinking like, well, you had that moment at fifteen where like I need to tell my parents about this. Last thing I'm gonna say. But about I don't. I don't want, want to, to tell yeah. my parents. Last thing I'll say about it is that so our downstairs is typically my area. Mm. Right, we have those three those three levels. You're talking you about your lower level. Yeah, you don't usually go down there, but the you're aware where you store yeah. your emergency water and and the cat. Yeah, exactly, but it had, I've been sleeping down there because I I wasn't sleeping very well, and it's just it works so well for me. And that's where the soap is that I enjoy <laughs> using, right? <laughs> I, that's where I I don't want to be on the middle floor where most people when people come into my house that's where most people stay and I don't want to be upstairs. Last year you got a Nixon picture for Christmas. This year you're getting Costco bulk Irish Spring. Hey, I was so surprised by the Nixon thing. I'm happy with whatever you get. But that's where the soap is, right? So the, the other day, I we go downstairs for something and Lee's like, I need to use your restroom, and she does, and she comes out and I, <sighs> she had washed her hands. And I was like. Hi, you got five minutes. <laughs> Do you have two? Because <laughs> once I smelled that, and I was like, that could be a common routine. And a certain smell of that soap sure. makes me crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, it's I gotta stop masturbating with soap and go back to something normal. Boner for Irish Spring. <laughs> Title of the episode. Well, this was dial, but Irish Spring gets me too. This was your standard dial too. Soap gets me hard. This, this Title was, of the episode. Soap gets me hard because this is that box of dial that's just regular. It doesn't even. There's no. It's like there's a scent, but it, it's like that's it's just a white box. That's why, as Randy Newman in the original Newman singing, you said, "I like a dial soap." <laughs> and then I said, "Pass me the lubricant." <laughs> The dial soap was true. It was I, uh, real. Well, I don't lie. I I, well, I think it serves two purposes. I don't know if I'm having a long day you and I have a shower. probably got the cleanest dick in the world. I, I, half of, that is half of it. I'm like, I probably haven't. I mean, I I try to shower every day. I'm not successful. Don't I don't hurt. believe in that, by yeah. the way. I think the body produces natural oils. Yeah. We don't need to shower every day. If you go and work out, of course you should fucking shower. I, I, my, I've heard doctors, my doctor even say, like, you know, wash your ass and your and your armpits and and move on. Like yeah. you, you, don't you don't need to, need to you shower. Don't need to be washing However, your arms and your right. back and your leg. But like, if I'm gonna take my body and treat it like an amusement park, I can't <laughs> I can't think of anything better than to just 
you know, soap up well, the dog, junk. Well, dog, as it turns well, out, you know what I love most about like this, and this stuff. has to be the end of it. Your mom and my mom are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> your your dad and not mine, but your dad is gonna. Well, maybe I don't, I don't know. He, if he's might, picked back he up. might be off. I don't know if he's picked back. He up. might be off, but now that we do it in his office, he might catch up. But I'm just saying, he gets to hear half of it. I, your mom and my mom definitely just heard me talk about dial soap, and now. Like, I know. They're yeah. going to look at dial soap when they, they're going to be like, oh, that's... <laughs> I like the idea of being in the doctor's office when they're saying, you don't need to shower yet. Well, listen, Doc, my, I, I'm sweating out a lot of liquor, so I need to shower every day. <laughs> Third point. <laughs> I work up a good sweat. It, smell, it smells like nicotine and whiskey, and I, I need to shower every day. No, it doesn't. Not you. I'm just saying I like the idea in general when, when you... <laughs> I wasn't directing it. Yeah, I think you were. Anyways, <laughs> we'll wrap this up before anything else comes out. <laughs> WFUCK. The BAM 97.5 coming to you from the Sound Tunnel in Studio A. Studio A. Shambodia. Shambodia. We've got weather and traffic coming up next. We've got sports. Skip my We've got the Hollywood Report with non listener Sean. Bruce Burke. Bruce Burke, what kind of ladies' underwear are you wearing today? Listen to episode three, Bert. <laughs> and I killed it. <laughs> that's, that's all right, left man. Stay tuned. Here we got we got uh, saliva. Oh, we've done that one. That's fine. <laughs> killed it twice. <laughs> we've got we've got Chevelle. Oh, not for real. 